A strange chill is falling over the already cold nation of Albionora. From the mountainous western coast of Vanover, across the stark expanse in the Allplain, all the way to the hidden and misty shores in the east, something worth apologizing for is brewing. Join our Canadian cavalcade of adventurers in celebrating the tabletop community with Sorry, a nationwide Canadian D&D adventure. Six tables over six different TTRPG podcasts to celebrate the true north. You can find episode one at Goblins and Gambles, episode two at Legends, a superhero story, episode three at Wonders and Blunders, episode four at God, Dicks and Puns, episode five at Tabletop Titties, episode six at Not Presently Deceased, and episode seven, our wrap-up discussion over on Tunnel Fission Games. Be sure to check out each episode description or visit soaryadventure.ca for more details about our shows, sponsors, and giveaway. We hope you enjoy the upcoming adventure, and we're sorry. Uh, my name is Liam. I am from the Goblins and Gambles podcast. And you are currently enjoying, hopefully, or about to enjoy, the first episode of a six-part series over a swath of different Canadian tabletop RPG pro projects, um, a bunch of different podcasts. We're going to have information about all of them. But before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the following places. In Ajax, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Mississauga, adjacent to the Mississaugas of Scugog Island First Nation, and the territory covered by the Williams Treaty. Montreal, Jachage, is situated on the traditional territory of the Kenya Kehauga, a place that has long served as the site of meeting and exchange amongst many First Nations, including the Kenya Kehauga of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, the Huron Windat, the Abakanaki, and the Anishinaabeg. Newfoundland and Labrador acknowledge the Beothuk, the Mi'kmaq, the Innu, and the Inuit peoples. BC and Vancouver we acknowledge the Musqueam, the Squamish, the Tsleil-Waututh, the Kikite First Nation, and the Coast Salish peoples. Ottawa honors the peoples and land of the Algonquin Anishinaabe Nation. The City of Ottawa honors all First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people and their valuable past and present contributions to this land. On to us as a group. Um, again, I'm Liam from the Goblins and Gambles podcast. Um, I play Pylon and Anoran as well as uh, uh, Solomon and Birch because we play way too many games over on our channel. Um, <laughs> I'm from Ajax, Ontario, and um, I'm uh, my job is professionally dming fifth edition so i'm gonna look like a a bit of a bit of a dummy on some of these but i've just got some rules i have no time for um <laughs> you'll hear me as a couple different voices throughout all this but the main stars today are going to be our cast i'm going to start with amanda hello everyone my name is amanda lorenzo my pronouns are she her and today i'm representing the west coast um i'm from the legends podcast a superhero story uh, an actual play podcast that uses the new Legends of Superhero role-playing game created by Chad and Jack Matchett. And I also am from Tabletop Titties, a queer and feminist podcast, D&D &D 5e actual play that is 
run entirely by people of marginalized genders. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm my pronouns are he him. I'm from the not presently deceased podcast, and I'm also from Ottawa. Hello, my name's uh, Logan. Uh, I run Tunnel Vision Games podcast. Uh, my pronouns are uh, he him. Uh, podcast at the time of this recording doesn't exist, but will exist soon. Uh, and <laughs> just this past weekend, got to eight of ten episodes in our first season. Uh, nice. Be focusing on like game and theory and design and how it all ties together and how to do storytelling and bake the whole thing in there. Uh, it's just one person's opinion on things. Excited to be here. Hello, I am Kieran, he, him. Uh, I'm part of the Wonders and Blunders podcast, which is a fifth edition comedy horror podcast with a fun family dynamic. I'm also part of the Roll for Damage Twitch channel, uh, which is a Western Australian based, ironically enough. And, <laughs> but it's a, it's a whole Twitch network of uh, uh, D&D shows that's uh, live streamed there throughout the week. Hi, my name is Sam and my pronouns are he, him. I run the God Dicks and Puns Pathfinder 1E podcast. Uh, we're a group that runs through the, runs through that pod and I'm a first time GM. So if you want to see how that goes, look us up. Otherwise, today I will be the voice behind Chad Hash, a hockey player who had an unfortunate time with a moose at some point. You'll see that <laughs> a bit later on. Awesome. <laughs> um, and so. Before we talk about our characters, I want to talk about where our characters are, um, as this is a celebration of uh, all of the Canadianisms and uh, our own uh, love of where we come from. Uh, we have put together a world called Albionora, which some people might recognize as a bit of trivia as the potential original name for uh, for Canada. Um, we'll have all sorts of fun trivia throughout all of this, so keep an ear open. Um we, on this episode, are going to be taking place in the province of Lac Hoten, uh, near a small northern town of Greentop. Um, it's all the way to the north where everything is mostly snowy. Uh, it's mostly kind of short days, long nights. We're getting into the, the, the bridge up into the, the, analog for the more northern territories while we are still technically in our fictional Ontario. Um, our gang, who you're about to meet, is going to be the first of six adventures. None of them need to be listened to in order, but they do put together a story all together. This first one, will be, you're listening to it on the Goblins and Gamblins channel. You're, you're listening to it on the Goblins and Gambles channel. Uh, and the second episode will actually be up on the Legends podcast. And so Woohoo. we'll be kind of handing the baton back and forth. You can hear Chad and the gang run through another session that, if I'm not mistaken, is taking place in our British Columbia stand-in of Vanover. Um, and so we will be, again, in the north of Lake Hoten, just outside of Green Top. And our party as it stands, Amanda, who are you playing today? I am playing Danya, the Goliath monk. The Goliath monk. Uh <laughs> She is this tall, strong babe that has tattoos all over her body. And you can also see some scars on her arms and face. Um, she has these beautiful, piercing, uh, blue-grayish eyes. And her dark hair is kept in a long, messy braid as an attempt to keep it away from her face. Um, she comes from a family of mercenaries. So she has a kind of a... it's 
not personal, it's business mentality. And her family has this tradition that they send away their children once they reach a certain age so they can learn to fend for themselves. So that made her not really want to open up and, you know, she kind of keeps it to herself. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, who are we playing today? I am playing Faldan, a wood elf druid. Um, He is a pretty tall and a quite solid build, considering he's a wood elf with the... you know, longish brown hair, pretty pretty frazzled, etc. He spends most of his time in the wilderness. Um, yeah, he uh, he's pretty wild, wild person, pretty quiet. Doesn't really get along with other sentient races much. Must prefers the company of animals. And yeah, awesome. We always need a good druid. Um, yes, sir. And then Logan. As we round the middle of the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, today I will be playing, uh, air quotes, doctor in air quotes, uh, Frank Einstein, uh, the resident doctor, uh, but also a human grave cleric of, uh, just medium height, medium build, uh, wearing a tattered, stained lab coat, uh, carrying under one arm, like a notebook filled with, uh, this madman scrawling of ideas. Like, what happens if I just, Stitch a caribou to a moose. That's a great idea. Um, and uh, looking to get, get get funding for projects that shall remain strange. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by the idea of like, what if we took something that is so similar to something else and stitched it to something that it's the cousin to it's it's still basically the same thing right like how many how many planks on the ship can you replace before it's the same (laughs) ship theseus is caribou (laughs) (laughs) now we can put wandavision in the tags nice logan looking out for the seo um (laughs) kieran who are we playing today i will be playing the bumbling old man hank patrimoine uh, who is a, a rather short uh, human rogue. He's a mastermind rogue uh, who has been tasked by the queen and government uh, to explore the land that we come from uh, in the land that we know to distill its stories into short little one minute moments uh, and tales uh, that explain some of the her- heritage and history of where we come from. Hey, man, I got to tell you a story about a house hippo. Ooh, <laughs> cannot wait. A fine I, familiar. <laughs> please listen to all of the episodes to see if house hippos make an appearance. Um, I love Heritage Hank. And uh, Sam, who are we playing? Today I shall be playing Mr. Chad Hash, a Goliath paladin. A bit of a folk hero this man is. He was, uh, his legend was born at the time that he was playing a hockey game with a few friends, but was brutally interrupted by the moose just before winning the Maple Cup. So he decided to do the only logical thing and headbutt the moose out of the way, which is why we now see a scar on his bald head that sometimes is covered by a helmet, sometimes it's not. This man is a bit of a lovable giant standing, quite tall, quite strong, and quite constitutionist. If that is a word, and it, it is now uh, by some look down. of the draw, <laughs> uh, 
and by some luck of the draw, uh, his legends have been enough to reunite him with these beautiful people. Amazing. These are all wonderful characters. And I also love that we have such a strange, I'm, I'm not used to such a tall party. We've got humans and goliaths <laughs> all the way through. I play with a bunch of gnomes. Um, okay, so... I, I usually play halflings, so this is awesome. <laughs> I I opted for an, a half-orc instead of a halfling in my last Pathfinder campaign, and I regret it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I play a halfling in my first in my first Pathfinder campaign, still ongoing, and it is so much fun. Oh, yeah. There's just oh, something yeah. about being a hobbit. TM, TM, oh, TM. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, I've, I've got big, hairy, flat feet myself. I uh, I have a kinship, even though I'm six two. <laughs> to jump us into the adventure, I want to kind of eschew the normal. Uh, you meet in a tavern, not by not having you guys meet in a tavern, but just telling you about it in a couple sentences. Uh, you so meet in a bar down the road. Don't complicate it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh gosh, uh, I feel like we're all going to end up in an accent by the end of this. Character voices are not. Um. So, north of Greentop, in one of these small, outbound sort of, you could call it a tavern, it's more of a hut where there's enough space to sit and eat. Um, the group of you has been, uh, for various different reasons, traveling about and came together in this small tavern. Um, not by any sort of fate or happenstance did you end up at the same table, it's the fact that this small place has one table that you all end up sharing a meal together. And so after a few moments of uh, your drinks arriving and conversation starting to roll, another person approaches. You watch as the kind of shoddy door to this quote-unquote tavern opens, and you watch a broad hat being taken off of ruddy red hair uh, to reveal slightly pointed ears and an almost two-toned face for the dense scattering of freckles. Uh, the woman before you, she wears a thick woolen cloak with a heavy scarf uh, to accent the broad-rimmed hat as a way to keep the snow off of her face. While seemingly young, you can all intuit that this is a half-elf, and so age is difficult to gauge, but she is walking with a staff. She doesn't seem to put her weight onto it, so it might denote some sort of arcane or druidic or maybe even hikerly uh, utility to the thing uh, you would assume in the wintry trails north here by the thundering bay that a uh, set of snowshoes and a staff would not be unwelcome for any traveler. Uh, she had approached you about two nights before uh, while you were at this tavern um, and she had offered her name. Her name is Anna and she has a had a harrowing task that you all undertook. Um, having nothing better to do besides drink and freeze, uh, you decided that her, her, what is the word I'm looking for? Her uh, proposition was at least worth entertaining for a time. Uh, she had asked you to join her in a trip to an unnamed frozen cavern about two days travel to the north, uh, where she believes you can find the seed to a rare ice maple tree. It was, in fact, her mother's favorite, and while her mother had just passed on the woes of a human parentage, she assured you that she had lived a good long life, and she was just hopefully uh, going to add some beauty to her peaceful passing. Um, she had said to you, she said, 
You really must see it, the amber-tinted glass of the leaves as they catch the sun, warm enough to roll beads of water from the glacial growth, but never enough to melt it. Beautiful, wondrous plants. And she seemed friendly enough. And her, uh, for whatever reasons, each of you felt her, uh, her, her plea spoke to you. And the next morning you set off, well-provisioned, well-cloaked in warm clothing to make the two-day trip. Last night, while you had been in the woods, you had noticed some strange noises. The camp is comfortable. Tents keep out the wind. Your, uh, your fire keeps off the cold. But just outside of the edge of the flames, you feel like you could hear creatures moving. Nothing ever quite comes close enough for you to perceive it, with your eyes at least, but you feel like you hear sounds you can excuse as the braying of moose or the large wings of uh, a particularly heavy-set goose. Um, but you do notice at one point in the night, uh, at least one or two of you on your watch, you do notice the sound of a tree bending in its boughs under the weight of something incredibly heavy. But when you finally find the tree silhouetted by the moon... Your eyes adjust in time to see a large winged creature fly away. Um, you never quite get a sense of what looms in the dark, but it doesn't bother you actively, and so you all keep your eyes peeled and wait out the night. The morning after, you had encountered two trappers carrying strange nets who introduced themselves with uh, equally strange names, Wasilik and Hansen, a, a human and a half-elf, uh, branching strange plastic nets that you'd never seen. They insist that the patent for their new glad nets will go through any day now, uh, and it's the surefire way to catch things. But to all of you, they look a little flimsy, like whatever's inside of it might drip all over your kitchen while you try to get it out to the dumpster. Um, but they insist that they have seen a creature with uh, the head of a moose, the teeth of a beaver, the talons of some massive hawk or bird of prey and the wings of a goose <laughs> much larger than either of them and i'm going to have our first roll of the night be everyone make me a nature roll i have a minus one to that yeah frank rolls a nine <laughs> it's a 22 a 14 dm 14 for a monk uh and karen you said 22 22 awesome um I've rolled a 15. 15. Oh, that's a 17 for me. Okay. The bulk of you actually recognize the creature they describe. It's not one you recognize from encountering because it's a made-up creature. It's from children's <laughs> stories. It's called a periton. Um, it has too many fantastical features in your brains to be real in any way. But if this monstrosity exists, it would be quite fearsome. Uh, most particularly, the teeth of the beaver to that scale would be something fearful. But I imagine you can all brush this off, knowing it's a flight of fancy. Even Anna herself um, would chime in at this point, saying, if it's something this fantastical, perhaps uh, perhaps my suspicions about the cavern are... Uh, are founded. Maybe this creature does exist and it's just the pure magic of the place that brings it to be. And you're able to continue on. The sounds from the night before at no point uh, come to you in the daylight hours. And so you feel that perhaps it's the uh, the relief of hearing such a 
almost silly tale from the two trappers, um, or just the daylight itself, few and fleeting as those hours are, you feel quite comfortable by the evening when you approach the cavern. And I'm going to direct us all to roll 20. Uh, I see the first smiley <laughs> face of the night. Wonderful. Um, as you guys enter the cavern, you feel the the biting and howling wind. Oh, well, it does not reduce in volume as the mouth of the cave actually amplifies it. You find yourselves relieved from the chill of it. Um, and Ina kind of blows some air between her hands and rubs them together and says, I think this is it. It's the first first bit of solid stone we've seen in, in the whole two-day trip. I'm, I'm sure this has to be it. And she kind of gestures to where the mouth of the cave, about 30 feet ahead of you, narrows into a bit of a tunnel. So we just go in? Yep. You guys have free reign. Perfect. Well, Sam does not have free reign. <laughs> Sam, I will move to, <laughs> to follow. And if I'm not mistaken, I can reveal it. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go, actually. Perfect. I can reveal areas. Ina follows closely behind all of you. Um, you can kind of feel her excited energy, uh, even without insight check. Uh, and as you approach the cave as it narrows, you find almost immediately it widens back out, but not to the natural stone of the cavern you had entered, but to a almost perfectly squared off floor, polished stone, glossy under what must be a, a dubious amount of craftsmanship and care, squared off walls. And the ceiling, while about 60 feet above you, is more natural, doesn't descend anywhere near enough to interfere, interfere with the sight you see before you. The thing you see just about here, at the far end of the room, there is a what appears to be a pile of boulders, each about the size of one of your Goliath companion's heads. Um, and hmm. above the pile... There is a peach basket. A peach basket. Oh, this is quite fascinating. Uh, very, very fascinating. Uh, this reminds me of uh, an old hoop ball game that was invented by a group of Goliaths with far too much time on their hand. I uh, studied them a while back. Uh, it's odd to find something like this here. Uh, very peculiar. Very, very peculiar indeed. <laughs> Frank, Frank still stands at the like entrance of the cave and peers in and says, Is everything all right? Yeah, it looks fine in here. So, so what you're telling me is now that I, I should go grab one of those and just uh, chuck it into the peach basket? Is that it? Uh, I, be- I believe that's how they played the game of uh, hoop ball, I think they called it, something of the sort. Uh. <laughs> Don't forget to dribble on the approach. <laughs> well, what do you say, Chad? Should we play a couple rounds? Uh, le- let's give it a shot. I, I, I'm used to hockey. I'm not used to, the, to, to hoop ball or its variants, but uh, let's give it a shot, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you can see the the pile of stones sits right beneath the basket, which raises up to, uh, uh, we'll call it regulation height. (laughs) Um, And as you approach the basket, our two Goliaths step up, uh, feeling very comfortable at the prospect of almost just reaching up and placing one of these uh, stones into the basket. You notice on your right, about 15 feet away from the door, there is a... uh, uh, or from the door, sorry. You notice that on your right, about 15 feet away from the net, is a stone doorway, about 10 feet high and 5 feet wide. I'm going to step out of the room and give them some space here. 
<laughs> I keep accidentally drawing more. And so... Should we try the door before we play this game of hope ball? Give me an investigation check, Sam. Oh, goodness me. Uh, yeah, another minus one. That will be a total of 12. 12. Um, you see there is some script in Dwarven and no handle on the... Or sorry, not Dwarven. You see that on the door. While there is no handle, there is some script in Goliath. And you read it and it just says, Buckets. <laughs> uh, do our Goliaths approach the stack of stones to, to yep. do as the door commands? Mm-hmm. Okay. As you each pick up the stone, you uh, you feel the weight of it is comfortable for your the, the size and, and your own strengths. But then you feel very light for a second as you are slid back 30 feet, almost back to the entry of the room. And you can see a faint blue archway of light on the ground. And you feel as though while you're holding the stone, you cannot step any closer. Ah, okay. Um, I throw the ball. The stone. (laughs) Awesome. So Amanda, do you want to give me an athletics check? Yes, sir. Awesome. That was a nat 20. Okay. Tell me what this this three-pointer looks like. I I I I just I just yeet it. (laughs) That is the technical term, right? I don't I don't play sports. Uh it's the it's the kind of thing where it looks like she jumps. But she just goes on her on her toes with fluidity as the yeah, ball just on stone my toes. leaves, and you watch a perfect arc. It almost goes to the lowest hanging stalactite, but arches right past it and straight through the peach basket, breaking out the bottom of it. And you watch that blue light kind of disperse, and you hear <laughs> the wind kind of change uh, its howling behind you as the door off to the right of you swings open. Perfect. Just so you guys know, I'm using uh, D&D Beyond, so that's why I'm looking. It doesn't look like I rolled anything. I'm just using <laughs> D&D Beyond. Oh, no worries. Um, yeah, no, I, I will Ch- be Ch- rolling you on a tray off to my right. Looks at his hand, drops the block. <laughs> high five. <laughs> <laughs> I give him a solid high five. <laughs> and so you guys can continue on down the hallway that seems to open up, um, and I will move our dear friend Chad as well. Um, oh, someone just moved Chad. Who did this? Well, it's not me. I can tell you that. Sam, that do you have me. control? Oh, that okay. was, no, that oh, was me. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I um, pretty much Chad opening the walk everywhere. Anna at, at this point goes, what a wonderful throw. I feel, uh, I feel much better for bringing you all along with me. I would not have been able to do such a, a feat of strength on my own. That's, uh, was impressive. And she, uh, she gives you like a very like wide, toothy smile. Hmm. Well, this game was created by my people, so <laughs> it seems fitting. It's, uh, it's quite appropriate. You are correct. And mm-hmm. she smiles again, very wide at you. Um, and as you make your way down the hallway, heedlessly not looking for traps, I assume. Yeah, no. I mean, they, they all raced ahead of the road. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm willing no to let them do it. Traps. Let's see if they trigger anything. I just walk in. I don't even. I don't even check for anything. Ch- Chad Chad's, is- Chad's face is trap finding, so I'm not too worried. 
<laughs> uh, this is this is exactly why I like working with such a, a, a robust group of strong individuals. Who just march in and take about as many arrows to the face as they possibly can before they fall over and die on me. It, it's wonderful. It really saves me a lot of time and hard work. <laughs> oh yeah, and you don't have to it. If you look under the helmet here, you see the sky. Yeah, it's it's almost a perfect circle. See. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't hit buttons. Don't hit buttons. <laughs> Just uh, yes, if you're listening at like, home, don't don't drown and don't you know fall <laughs> off a cliff. Makes sense. It's good advice uh, in general. In that other news, does. water is wet and the sky is <laughs> blue. Okay. Um, does sure someone so. want to investigate this room for me? As you come to a th- about a fifteen by fifteen foot squared room at the end of a hallway. Shot doesn't. <laughs> I have a uh, minus he, one. Likewise. Here you hear you. Well, let, let me through. Let me through here. Let me take a look around, see what we can't find here. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's do a bit of an investigation. Uh, put that together. Uh, uh, there we go. A 13. A 13. You notice a, a, a 10 foot wide doorway. Double doors, actually, in a shape of a large archway. Uh, which you immediately, as you look at it, look back at Chad and see that it looks like one of the nets from his his beloved home game, although much larger to accommodate, again, the usual Goliath goalkeepers that they have. Um, you also notice off to the right, recessed into the wall, um, just not, not enough to be hidden, but enough to be a little strange. There is a, about five feet from the floor, there is a recessed, face shape. So someone had taken the stone while it was still wet like clay and pressed their own face into it. The features are impossible to discern with a 13, but you notice that it looks like sitting in the depression of the face is some something that might be akin to a mask. Ooh. Interesting. And just to to reiterate that, it looks like a mask sitting on the wall, but pushed in with the nose into the hole. So like the curve, the concave part of the mask is facing you. So essentially, I headbutted a moose. Now I should headbutt a wall. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying want, one way or the other. <laughs> I mean, it does, do it does seem like some sort of keyhole of sort. Yeah. Uh, seeing Chad like start to eye up this this head for budding he, Frank just like sighs and takes out the first aid kit ready to go like carry on Frank my boy Chad being not that dumb but still somewhat dumb gently approaches the wall and for once he doesn't rear back before a head back actually goes in just slightly smooth slightly smooth slowly slowly and his well, if I die, if I die, thank you for being here. <laughs> and pushes his face into the wall. <laughs> okay. Um, Sam, can you roll me a charisma saving throw? A charisma save, yes, sir. That is a natural 12 for a 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, uh, you ease into the mask, and as you do, you feel it like even though the the space seemed to be larger than anyone's head, you feel the mask kind of like ease itself slowly against your cheeks and against your forehead. Um, and you then feel a slight like pressure on your temples, but nothing as you wait though, with that pressure on your temples, nothing seems to happen. 
Hmm. He backs away from the wall, or attempts to at the very least. As you do back away, you feel a a thin slice across your forehead from like center of one eye to the other, about an inch above your eyebrows, uh, gets sliced through. And as you pull away, the mask stays recessed into the wall and it's, uh, it seems to sting a little bit as you take four slashing damage, but then you hear the hiss of a door opening. Huh. Oh, that was... Well, that's using your head. Uh, and then... <laughs> I will put bandages on Chad's head. <laughs> we don't want this getting work. infected, here, boy. Be sure to keep it clean, and I, I will just gauze his head. <laughs> hey, thank you. The, the gauze his head. This actually matches my helmet. That's awesome. <laughs> I love the... That's very hockey player to match your, like, bandages <laughs> to your, your gear. Um, at this point, Ina turns on you, and she says... She looks at you all concerned um, while you're being bandaged. She goes... I am, I am so terribly sorry. I had no earthly idea there would be, there'd be any sort of, uh, any dangerous as this. I knew there was the potential for, for, um, for, for, for danger, but obviously this, I, I'm, I'm so, 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 so sorry. Oh, no, no, I, I, I'm sorry for the one to that, taking this damage. It's, 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 sorry. I, 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 I talk on moves for fun, so don't worry. <laughs> she goes, oh, then we should, we should, um, we should press on. We should press on with with much urgency before and before poor Chad here uh, succumbs to his wounds. And she like oh, thank you, the shoulder. <laughs> As he just walks forward, very jovially, almost doesn't take notice of that uh, of the pain on his forehead. He's just proud to have abandoned it, not just his helmet. <laughs> oh. He seems a little like the kind who would walk into a low-hanging door frame and just like not notice it at all, just smack <laughs> his head directly across it. Sorry. Apologizes to the door frame. <laughs> How very Canadian. Um, and then Ina waits by as as Chad starts moving towards the door. She looks all says, "Please, please, after all of you, I wouldn't want to get in the way." Chad walks forward. Oh, very good. Uh, very, very polite of you. Usually it's even for beauty, but... Uh... <laughs> uh, I can give this room an investigation. For sure. Yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to ask to check for traps, because I feel like that's that's leading. Because <laughs> the one time I don't will be a thing, so I don't... I don't I'm not going to ask him. <laughs> okay, what's my modifier for this? It is investigation, right? Not perception? Yep, yep. Okay. So that is a 11. After a few feet beyond the door that swung into this cavern, you all step through. The door stays open behind you and the hallway slowly turns back into a more natural cavern, um, kind of ovular in shape. And you notice along the rough walls, there are the old markings that you could usually see of, of again, they seem to be written in Goliath, um, hardy folk uh, from the north tended to carve things into stone because the weather would normally wear anything else away. Paper doesn't do too well in the winter. But none of it jumps out at you as as notable glyphs or anything, just some some almost decoration. Uh, and the cavern walls had not been hewn quite as uh flush as the uh the the hoop the hoop ball court you saw before. But you do notice um with that roll, a faint silhouette 
kind of like where the where the light of your torches kind of all coalesces. There's this little alcove here up in the sort of northeastern, northwestern corner. Sorry. Um, in the northwestern corner where you're for a second, you feel like you see a shadow move and then you don't see anything, but it looked like the silhouette of a humanoid. Can I do insight? Uh, oh, sorry, hey, go folk- ahead. I was, I was, I was going to like just teleport. I was going to say, hey, folks, there seems to be something kind of human-like over in that corner. I don't know if you want to go check it out or not. Can I do like an insight or an investigation on it? I'll make this, uh, this might feel a bit backwards, but it's going to be just a perception for anyone who wants to do it. Just a perception? Yeah. I was just going to say, hey, while this is going on, Hank is uh, immediately distracted by all the, the writing on the walls and has just gone over with paper uh, and has started like uh, charcoaling across it and like not making a perception check at all, completely preoccupied with recording the, the history of the place and the, the information he can find. Awesome. If, do you want to just toss him against the wall somewhere for uh, for our visual reference? Yeah, he's just <laughs> you hear like <laughs> of charcoal on, on paper and Sam. Uh, Chad. Uh, like beelines the shadow with his eyes, pulls out his shield, pulls out his hockey stick, and is just like walks up back to ten feet towards it and rolls a fourteen on his perception check to see what that is. Awesome, and Amanda, what was your perception check? You're gonna think that I'm lying, but I swear <laughs> to freaking. <laughs> I, I swear I got a nat 20. That's okay. I, can, I can see the rolls. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I, was say. I can screenshot. I can screenshot and send it to you because it's... No, the rolls legit. Legitimately, okay. they pop up on my second screen over here and I uh, I am just kind of chuckling to myself about it because I do the same <laughs> okay. thing. I'll roll junk for three sessions and then get like three 20s in 20 yeah. minutes. Oh, goodness. Um, okay. So as I think, I think as Chad steps forward, kind of gung-ho... Um, uh, Danya stays back a step and kind of scopes over everything. And while Chad has rushed to where the shadow was, you can see kind of like looming over Hank as he is etching. There seems to be some, again, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to even call it a shadow because it's just sort of more like a spot where your eyes can't see something. Like you're trying really hard to focus on it and they just kind of glaze off of it. But uh, with natural 20, first, it starts to sort of coalesce. And you can see looming over um, our uh, our dear friend Hank seems to be the shape of a a humanoid woman um, who seems to just be kind of like slowly moving her arms. And you watch as one of the arms kind of moves in front of Hank's face. And then it's hard to see her again. What do you do with that, Amanda? Well, I tell him and then I'm gonna turn to Aina and ask her if she also saw that and ask her hey is, was that your mother uh I want to deal with Hank first because I think that's gonna be funny so you tell Hank that there's something okay. in front of him yeah very very busy this is important work to be doing here uh, and he just he just kind of like waves Without even turning to look at it, just kind of waves the hand uh, uh, and keeps going. Amazing. Oh. Um, and you ask Anna, uh, you ask Anna, is that her mother? Yes. Uh, she goes, she she looks, she kind of like raises up on tippy toes from behind the doctor at the back and, and looks and she says, I, what a, what a preposterous thing. I, I, 
I don't even know what you could be talking about. And she's like turning her head from side to side. She can't quite, she's, you can see she's looking like in the general area where you're looking, but she's like, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't see what you're referring to. From what she has told us, do you know if, do you think I would know that that was, uh, uh, well, d- d- does that make sense? What Do you think I would know what, what that was, what that ghost was? You can give me a religion check to see what, what the ghost might kind of click in your brain in the general sense, then try to work backwards from there if you'd like. Uh, that was a six. A six. Um, <laughs> your, I think at this moment, your first thought is like, there's a ghost. It looks like it might be a woman. Her mother just died. You think it's probably her mother, uh, although she she kind of uh, notably like ignored that part of your question. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's it. Yeah. Now you can all kind of see the shape occasionally looming in and out, um, kind of trying to wave its hand as Hank is on the wall. And Hank, you just watch Hank keep brushing it off. Just keep brushing (laughs) it off. Um, And he eventually comes up with a very... I think John would just wave at it. (laughs) You wave at it and it slowly like turns at you and tries like, you can see it for a second, like moving again, like its arms are moving. Um, It's going to feel like I am picking on you specifically, Sam. Uh, But can you, (laughs) (laughs) can you make me a wisdom saving throw? (laughs) Oh, well, I'm not that bad, even though I rolled a natural 19. That is a 22 wisdom save. Okay, so as you like fully acknowledge it, look right at it, and try to like get its attention, it sees you, and as it gets your attention, it waves, and for a second, that like imperceptible shimmer that it is slips into visibility for a second, and it's not a face you were expecting. It is twisted and and open into like a shout, and it's a little startling for a second, but uh, I don't think much scares Chad, and as it slips back into sorry as it slips back into imperceptibility uh you are unfazed by it sam oh that was weird Uh, usually when i wave to the fans they wave back not like this this was a this was maybe she's not a fan then them's fighting words how could you not be a fan of the chat the chat has I kind of just roll my eyes and i keep staring at that figure trying to figure out what it is can i try talking to it uh yeah what what would you try to say to it what are you <laughs> okay so as you speak directly to it it turns and tries to you see it slip into existence i'll take a wisdom saving throw from you as well okay wisdom uh that was a 10 a 10 okay um when it when you ask what it is it opens its mouth and becomes for lack of a better word, visible again. Um, and it is startling to you. Um, and I'm going to have you, uh, you suddenly feel incredibly afraid and you look at the clogged hallway behind you and it gets you to dash 60 feet up and along the hallway up to the left there. Um, Here? Yeah. Where the cavern starts to uh, turn back into a polished hallway once more up into the left. I don't know how to. Oh, I guess I know that. So yeah, you you guys all watch as this thing's this thing kind of like points its shapeless form at uh, at one of the Goliaths, who then like gasps and kind of 
backs up a set and runs. And so I'll reveal a little bit further if you want to continue running. Um, when you hit, yeah, when you hit there-ish, I'll let you roll one more time. But what does everyone else do as, uh, as Danya has, uh, has escaped your, your line of sight around a bend? Uh, Frank will, seeing this, uh, like, on his, like, breast pocket, pulls out a special set of glasses, uh, and, like, puts them on <laughs> and then brings down an additional visor, uh, and says, oh my, what is this then? Uh, and I will use my grave cleric, Eyes of the Grave, uh, so as an action, I know the location of any undead within 60 feet that aren't behind total cover and isn't protected from divination magic. Uh, until the end of my turn. And then I would like to basically, like, roll either Arcana, Religion. I would like to identify the spooky ghost, uh, be it Poltergeist or Ghost or something that I'm sure I've had interactions with previously. For sure. I'm going to say you will get to roll a Religion check as you see this figure, and I'll, I'll describe it a little bit based on the, the roll. 19. 19. Um, yeah, you see the, the kind of ghostly visage of a woman, uh, uh, rounded ears and height leads you to believe she was a human in life. Uh, and her face is twisted in sorrow and rage, um, and seems to be letting out a wordless scream. And so now you, I'm going to say with advantage, because you've identified this banshee, are going to have to roll against this horrifying visage. Uh, I prefer not to, if that makes any difference. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, wisdom saving throw with advantage. Yeah. Show me, oh, double sixes. That's not a good sign. Uh, so an 11. An 11. Um, you, uh, I'm going to have you roll odds or evens. Odds, so roll a d6 on the odds. You're going to follow Danya. On uh-huh. evens, you're going to head back to the basketball court. Whoopacha. Uh-oh, I threw it all the way off my desk. <laughs> uh, a six, that's evens. Okay, so would you run yourself 60 feet or... Uh... <laughs> sure. I think Frank calmly, like, takes his glasses off and says, Excuse me, gentlemen. Ah! And then runs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to our uh, to our elf and our Goliath, and I'm going to say Hank is probably not even noticing the, the friends screaming and running. <laughs> the, the screams might have gathered a bit more of my attention, certainly. <laughs> well... So yeah, Hank and Faldon and uh, and Chad, what are you guys doing as these two go screaming off in directions? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume they're running from something, so I'm gonna go run after them. <laughs> okay. So yeah, one has gone back towards where you came, the doctor, and your monk has gone up into the unknown. Into the unknown. I'll go. I'll go follow after the monk, so they're not alone. Yeah. So dash yourself sixty feet forward. How how far is sixty feet from this position? Uh, let me see. Is it shift? Well, to do that thing? There's a ruler, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like, you'll be just a couple so squares behind where uh, where Amanda stopped. Like here, right? Yeah. Uh, Kieran, what are you in terms of race? Yeah. Um, and he's an elf. Yep. Um, Hank, what do you do? You've noticed this like shimmering form near you and not been able to kind of uh, take it in. Quite a bit of noise to be evoking on my assembly. Oh, um, um, a poltergeist of some sort. Uh, 
Excuse me, miss. Would you be able to identify any of these markings here and tell me a little bit about the place? It would be very helpful for my studies in the period. When you address it directly, you watch its face kind of appear out of nowhere in a shimmer, and I'll take a wisdom saving throw from you. Yeah, for sure. I like how we just wind up one by one. I engage the Banshee in conversation. Yes. Okay. <laughs> With the way open in either direction, we'll do another odds and evens. Um, if with the uh, odds, you will go south, and with evens, you will go east or west. I'm never going to get that right. You know what? I, I, I actually, I, I think there might have been some very interesting uh, reading material over in the, uh, the 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 peach basket court. Uh, I think I'll uh, return to my studies there, if you don't mind. Uh, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, Miss Anna, pardon, excuse me. <laughs> just gonna squeeze right by you here <laughs> run by um and as you run by her hank with disadvantage with me an insight check insight check eh are we splitting the party already it's always the best choice the best thing you can hell do hell yeah oh heck yeah <laughs> Liam, the DM, has his arms raised above his head in celebration. <laughs> Trying to make this episode as efficient as possible. 30 minutes and we're done. <laughs> uh, that is a 14 on my disadvantaged insight. She, uh, as you run past her, she, uh, Anna, like, just kind of tuts at you um, and seems to calmly follow you. Uh, and you notice that she has her composure with a 14. Um and she approaches behind all of you who have run out of the room. And I will say before she addresses the the two uh, the two scholarly folk, what is the no offense to Chad, the least scholarly folk in the party doing? <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty scary. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> um, I was going to ask, with having heard poltergeist whatnot, can he? Ask- does he associate this with any type of undead, or is there a rule you want me to make? I'm going to say, because you saw it and people started freaking out and screaming, you kind of take a second, and you guys can like hear the audible, rough scratching of, of stony fingers on stubble <laughs> as, as Chad, alone in the room, considers the ghost. Um, and you think, it's probably a banshee, but it's not being like super aggressive. Um, also, instead of rolling anything against it uh, to find out what it is, I'll let you roll an insight check. Uh, insight. That's a plus one yay. Oh, <laughs> good God. I wish I would roll this good on the podcast. That is a 16 for a 17 total. Okay, yeah. You notice uh, <laughs> with, a, with a 17, the Banshee is not trying to attack you guys. Uh, it seems to be trying to communicate, but from what you've seen, it doesn't seem to be able to. Hmm. And he, no discussion at all, just says, Guns! It's trying to talk to us! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we know. That's why we're running away. <laughs> <laughs> we are very frightened of what it has to say. I have no idea why we're running away, actually. I'm just running because everyone else is running. Like <laughs> okay, so with... Oh, God, I'm, I'm so wondering if I should turn the unholy or not. If, do you want to try and turn undead it? Because it is worth noting, our hockey player is a paladin. Oh, it'd be funny if that would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I Yeah, he's going to attempt a turn the unholy. So he will use child divinity to, uh, as an action, 
Sensor, fiend, and undead. Each fiend or undead that can see or hear me within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw of DC 12, and it is turned for one minute or until it takes damage. And with your particular oath, turned means just it has to move away from you. You don't have any auxiliary effects? Especially not at the fourth level, I don't believe. Uh, to my understanding, yeah, I... I don't believe so. Yeah. Must spend the turn to get away, essentially. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just essentially a turn creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can and cannot willingly move to a space within 30 feet of it and can make reactions. Okay, so you watch it's that kind of like bit of form it has start to dissolve as you kind of, uh, what does it look like when you channel divinity? Um, I, th- I think, um, uh... He would probably have a big maple leaf on his chest for the jersey, and just that starts to glow with the beautiful color of maple syrup, and this light <laughs> fades onto the, the <laughs> onto the undead. <laughs> you care bear stare at the banshee, <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> and you watch as it's bathed in the syrupy light. Um, give me a perception check. I don't think that's a sentence I'm ever going to forget. Bathed in the syrupy light. <laughs> how, how am I rolling this good? I wish this would be... <laughs> uh, 16. 16. You notice as it sort of disappears from your view and fades back into the stone wall, it heads this direction, kind of back towards where it came from in the top left corner, but fades into the wall halfway between yourself and there, um, disappearing in that direction with a 16. Now back in room that has been marked as D uh, for for Danya, who is running, uh, Danya, <laughs> with advantage, make me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, wisdom. Nat 20. Now, 20, as soon as you kind of see this wide open space, uh, a room uh, easily 60 to 75 feet wide at different points, portions of it's that smoothed out stone, uh, like the, the basket room, but other portions of it, the southern and western parts, still um, loose and, and natural in the cavern shape, uh, you can see that it is... Uh, there's nothing to be afraid of in here, and your senses kind of come back to you a bit, and you notice there are four passageways. Three, the leftmost of them all, uh, seem to have no doorways, and the one kind of directly in front of you, sort of to the right of the room, has uh, a solid stone door, a lot less ornate than the other two. It's just a, a 10 by 5 stone door with no uh, no markings on it that you can see from where you are. Um... Can I inspect the uh, doorway one? For sure. Yeah, so give me an investigation roll. The one on the, yeah. On the right-hand passageway with the door. And at the same time, uh, Faldan, um, you follow and you watch as, as the monk stops dashing and kind of calmly walks up to the top right corner of the room. What do you do? I'm just gonna. I'm just going to say, like, what the hell just happened? What were we just running from? <laughs> <laughs> Notably, Jacob's character is the only one who did not see the ghost. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I just chased after you. <laughs> did you not? Did you not see the ghost? There was a ghost. <laughs> there was. <laughs> there was something. Oh my god! Well, I saw nothing. Well, oh, well. lucky you, because I was terrified for my life. Oh, okay. Well, are we just gonna 
keep separated? Oh, sorry. Oof, that was some English right there. Are we going <laughs> to keep separated? Are we going to try and go back for them? Or are we going to try and push on? What's going on? Well, uh, let me just investigate this uh, door right here. And I guess we can wait for the rest of the team. I don't know. All right. Uh, I rolled a 7 DM. Ooh, I thought you said 70 for a second. I was like, now I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled I rolled a hundred, actually. Um I win wow, the game. Impressive. Everybody, welcome to our candidate Call of Cthulhu podcast. Um, <laughs> you uh you notice that it is a sturdy and seemingly handleless stone door, but notice nothing remarkable about it. Uh, yes, that is a door. <laughs> it's a door. Um, yes. And while Falden and <laughs> Falden and uh, uh, Danya uh, look at the door back in the hallway leading back on the southern side of the, the dungeon, uh, back to the peach pit, which is what I'm calling it now because it's what I keep wanting to call it, back to the peach <laughs> basket. Um, uh, Hank, Anna comes up behind you as you guys are kind of startling away, and I'll have you both... Uh, that is Dr. Frank and Hank. Uh, roll wisdom saving throws with advantage now that you're out of the line of sight of this horrifying visage. That is a 15 for Hank. 22. Perfect. You both feel a little sheepish, I imagine, as as Anna comes behind you and says, I don't want to sound rude. Of course, you are, a, a, in fact, help me on this journey, but it would be much more helpful if you uh, if we hurried along inside. I don't see... What everyone's in such a tizzy about? Uh, a rather unfriendly uh, 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 apparition of some sort, it would seem. Uh, uh, perhaps it has passed, though. I'm feeling a bit calmer. I've uh, ran into worse things in my time. Well, um, hopefully, I've, I'm, 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 I'm confused. I didn't see a thing, but uh, I'm sure Danya did because she asked me about something. But let's, uh, let's hurry on. Uh, and she's going to give you each like a, a pat on the shoulder um, as you kind of go by her. And she says, you first, of course, you first. <laughs> the, the you first thing is really starting to throw me off. I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, what I will do, though, uh, is say, Hank, dear boy, ghosts, I'm sure, are just unsettled apparitions, spirits, echoes of a previous world. There's nothing for us to be afraid of. Uh, and I will pat him on the shoulder and give him guidance uh so for the next minute my dude uh you've got a d4 uh so spend it wisely um and i guess the two of us <laughs> go forward to get murked by the banshee Woo-hoo! yes i believe so uh, into the unknown as they say uh, very good very good uh, just uh, sally forth uh <laughs> and hank takes just a big old uh, sorry frank takes a big old breath <gasps> And you'll probably hear when Shaq clears out the the the, the, the bench like, oh hey, it's gone. It's gone. It's safe now. It's all safe. Let's go, it's safe. Yeah. Pretty much at the moment you guys enter the door, Chad is kind of beaming literally and figuratively at the stone wall. <laughs> um as he goes like he's like, never fear. <laughs> Oh, what what is that? I'm getting I'm getting hints of, of maple, a little bit of chestnut. That is delicious. <laughs> oh, just, it is it is one of those delightful when I knew that I had this power it was ah just ah hmm. my coffee has never tasted the same <laughs> oh she he's one of those door to door Horton worshippers 
As far as I can tell. <laughs> uh, uh, and she then, uh, I guess, uh, for those of you listening at home, Hank has remained at the entryway to every room. <laughs> <laughs> he's very brave yeah and i i think takes like a wide berth around the room with chad just still standing there in the middle arms akimbo uh and just kind of like squeezes behind him uh as far away from where the ghost was before uh chad as you kind of continue and you feel like your energy recede back into you right before the rest of the gang leaves the room uh anna steps right up kind of beside you and she goes after you and uh, follows you out of the room if you leave. She, she walks up and doesn't even take notice of this weird behavior. You're just like, oh, yeah. uh, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're all into this room now, and uh, you can see that uh, Danya is checking out the stone door, and you can see the, the elf uh, fold in. is kind of like a little shaken. He's like, what ghost? As you all enter the room, uh, and they turn to look at you, and you can see what uh, what Amanda saw when she walked in. A, a half-cavernous, half-sculpted room with three enterable hallways and one blocked passage on the northern side. Well, I mean, there's uh, there's four of you. Uh, I suggest you uh, probably just each go down one of the hallways individually and uh, shout back once you've found something. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a terrible plan. <laughs> Does Chad just take off running? <laughs> got anyone else got any better ideas? I wouldn't say take off running. She still has a 12 wisdom, so decision making, not too shabby. Um, I'd say he'd start walking up to the first hallway from the, well, the first enterable hallway from the right hand side. And says, like, oh, like, like this one here? As he tries to just, like, grab a hold of somebody while he's going, to just, like, I'm not going alone. (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone accompany Chad down the long, scary hallway? Or do you leave your paladin to his devices? We can't just let him go alone, I guess, so... It's dangerous to go alone. (laughs) Frank will say, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Uh, And I will push uh, Jacob forward. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling that it's the elf. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll have have Falden and Chad give me perception checks as you start to make your way up the now illuminated hallway. I do have good perception. And... That is a dice off the table. Another natural 15 for a 16. I swear to God, I've never rolled this good. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I, I rolled a 14 plus 6, so a 20. Not natural. Alrighty. So nice. as the two of you uh, walk up the 40-foot hallway, you notice it takes a hard right Sorry, hard left turn at a right angle uh, off to the west and as you look down it, you can see at the end of the hallway, slightly larger than the Goliath you uh, you walk behind, Falden, uh, is a large clay sort of golem. Um, it seems to be raising a hand to where its mouth would be if it weren't missing its head, almost like it, it looks like it's cupping its the side of its mouth to either shout or whisper, unable to tell because you cannot see any anything resting on its shoulders beyond an empty space. 
Okay. I say we uh hop back, let everyone know what we found, because I don't this this gives me some bad vibes. <laughs> okay. So Okay, I'll tell uh, you. You come back well, into the room. You and follow shoot. me. <laughs> and he just like he tries to squeeze by you to move forward. He's like, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's a five foot wide hallway, and you've essentially got like the equivalent of the average grown man and a giant ten foot tall person just shoving past. <laughs> it's the Austin Powers turning around thing. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they come back and let you know there is a headless statue. A large figure made out of what seems to be stone and clay, um, and it does not have a head. Chad, Chad looks at the other uh, Goliath and says, "Hey, you're good at hoops. Go, go, who on in there?" Pointing <laughs> <laughs> at uh, one of the other two hallways. <laughs> okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the uh, middle one that's not currently op- uh, that's currently open. Perfect. This one right so here. You uh, you find it is a much shorter passageway. Uh, it's, it's about a 15-foot hallway to a 10-by-15-foot room, in the corner of which you see a, um, a similarly described totem of a statue. Howdy. Suman here from Unearthed Arcane Podcast, and I want to educate you on Salmon Arms' finest custom tabletop gaming accessories by Dungeon Keep. They create a boatload of handmade custom accessories like spell books so you can have all your spells handy and organized, dice bags for all you dice fiends, and accessories like spell trackers, dice trays, an array of tokens like condition markers, inspiration tokens, potion tokens, paper mini holders, accessory pouches, and even Christmas ornaments for those who want to celebrate a critical Christmas. It all started after proprietor Kim made custom character-based dice bags for their D&D crew celebrating one year of party shenanigans, and now you can do the same. Only get them from Dungeon Keep and hoard all those dope D&D accessories for yourself. Go on now, explore the unique items that Dungeon Keep creates, and remember... By supporting Dungeon Keep, you're supporting a small, local Canadian business, so get yourself some fancy from etsy.com slash shop slash Dungeon Keep. Hello, Chad from Legends, a superhero story here. Matchplay Games is a brand new Canadian gaming company releasing our first game, Legends, the superhero role-playing game, later on this year. For over four years, my son Jack and I have been working on this game, and we are super excited to finally be sharing it with the world. With over 100 different powers and over 200 abilities and enhancements, the possibilities are endless when creating your hero. Please check out our website at www.matchplaygames.ca for more information, and follow us on social media at Matchplay Games to stay in the know. Are you looking for a place to reconnect with the Durham Region Gaming Community? Critical Hit Gaming Lounge is an amazing space to grab a snack and play that board game you've been dying to play, pick up your next booster pack of cards, or stock up on RPG books. But more than that, it's also home to an amazing in-house cafe called Greenwood. Treat yourself to a signature coffee brewed with beans that have been roasted right on site. 
Delicious meals made with the best locally sourced ingredients and baked goods while you sit down to lose yourself in a tabletop adventure with friends, battle it out wargame style with your bitterest rival, or trade cards to finally lock in that perfect deck. With space for gaming both upstairs and downstairs, along with a spacious patio, stopping in for a game or a meal at Critical Hit couldn't be easier. But if you're looking to make Greenwood's amazing coffee for yourself at home, their small batch approach to roasting coffee beans means that you can have your preference of roast and bean to start your day off exactly how you like every day. Critical Hit Gaming Lounge is located in Curtis, Ontario, just off of Durham Regional Highway 2, east of Townline. Stop by to ask more or visit criticalhitgaminglounge.com or call 905-925-7737 to order products, reserve space, or inquire more about the Critical Hit Gaming Lounge and Greenwood Cafe. While it is... uh it is able to, you're able to recognize its features to be uh, like rudimentary Goliath features. They're a little more square than your own face and uh, a lot more, a uh, lot more made of clay than your own. Um, and to mirror its own head that rests on its shoulders, it seems to have tightly gripped between its hands, like a, like a crystal ball, um, another golem head. Uh, and as you enter the room, it, slowly with like kind of the sound of grinding stone turns to look at you and in a deep gravelly voice that will happen in the edit not as i speak to you now um (laughs) of this thing as it opens its mouth says i have riddles if you wish to see what lies beyond and you can see uh that um while it is holding the head of another statue in both of its hands, on its hip seems to be a very real, very sharp sword. I call back to the group and I say, is anyone good with riddles? Because I'm not. I um, uh, don't like them. Don't like them. Of course, I would die for a good riddle. I mean, I prefer not to die for the riddle, but get in there. Frank and Hank are pushing each other out of the way. Get out of the way. You get out of the way. This is my area. Well, there you go. You solve the riddle, and I grab my quarterstaff, and I go, and if he tries anything funny, then he'll have to deal with me, but... Riddles, it's your thing. All right, lay it on me. And as Hank and Frank approach the statue, it like (laughs) turns to look at them, having to shift its gaze more down and says, Step right up for a game of Boulder Slash. (laughs) 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 And it looks at the three of you slowly and appraisingly turning its head between all of you and it says... What falls the hardest on frozen surface, but never gets hurt? Loose. Loose. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> in the distance. From a hallway. What falls the hardest on a frozen surface, but doesn't... What was the second part? But never gets hurt. Well, 
Seems seems like s- snow, wouldn't it? Snow, snow. Uh, yeah. this is, uh, I was thinking snow yes, as well. Uh, doesn't really fall that hard, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think much else is really falling on a frozen surface. Rain, perhaps a little bit harder, but uh, uh, I mean, I would think rain and snow sort of qualify as the same thing. More precipitation or less. could it could it could it possibly be uh, the sun's rays if we would consider it <laughs> as something that could fall. Uh, maybe tears from heaven. Uh, let's just let's spitball here. Let's throw out some ideas. Word popcorn. Um, um, if I if I say like a spinach, what does what does that get you? <laughs> and like, like Frank is immediately going off in some weird tangent. <laughs> I do like the rays though. The sun rays. I mean, not chat. <laughs> I think I, I think as as you're, you're spitballing ideas, I would just I, Hank would be mumbling to himself and go. It does seem like a, a, a precipitation seems like a, a, a fine answer. Uh, I'm gonna say because I love the the banding about of these two very word heavy characters. Uh, just <laughs> tell me when you say the answer to the statue, or else he would have just like cut you to pieces like seven times. <laughs> very <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think in saying precipitation as a fine answer, he's turned to the statue to say that. Yeah. You say precipitation, Hank, Heritage Hank goes, precipitation. Um, and the sword very swiftly, like a like a samurai movie, goes, shoo, shoo, and by time it's kind of reset itself, it is slashed through the air and dealt. Um, uh, where is my D8? There we go. It has dealt five slashing damage to Hank. And he oh goes, my Jove. Sorry, wrong answer. Oh, he's apologizing. Very kind. And then he repeats the entire riddle again. Perhaps not specific enough. Maybe too specific. Although perception isn't very specific. I think hearing the sound of like, probably blood dripping down or something. Yeah, the ching. Chad would probably like, come in at Weapon and shield drawn, sees the sees the blood and just like steps the hockey stick back, puts a hand on the shoulder and gives uh, Leon hands to bring back those five HP. Awesome! Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, I, uh, 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 a hockey player is not a bad idea. I mean, I, I, they fall on the ice all the time. Uh, <laughs> but frankly, I've never seen one really actually get hurt. They certainly seem uh, more or less invincible in the face of all other kinds of danger. Uh, oh, uh, oh. I've no, really never seen anything quite take a hit like one of them before. Oh, absolutely. Look at the bandit on my head. That's the, that's the best proof you can have right there. Here, here, Chad, uh, you, you give it a try. Uh, tell him, tell him, hockey player. <laughs> and uh, he just kind of like puts Chad like in front of him, in front of the statue. <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted to do. Okay, uh, try wrong. this we one, Chad. Try, try snow next. No? Hmm. Let's try, I don't know, trees. I don't know. Uh, let's <laughs> throw ideas out there. <laughs> I love the idea these two have given him so many answers to give. I think he'd be dumb enough to like just like raise his shield and cower essentially behind it and just like poop out like <laughs> for um and then just hides back behind the shield. You feel six points of slashing damage worth of, of sword on your back as it loops quickly around. Uh, and hits you on the thing as as it goes wrong answer and repeats the the riddle again. Ow! <laughs> okay, hockey players can get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I was not equipped for this, <laughs> Frank. I think Frank is like, okay. 
let's see how shallow and pedantic this man really is. Uh, I shouldn't have assumed his gender. This statue? Uh, can we get your pronouns, please? Um, oh, puzzle master? They, them, but you can just call me Boulder Slash. <laughs> Dearest Boulder, Boulder Slash, is uh, the answer to your riddle snow? Uh, and just Frank is like, <laughs> uh, getting ready to get hit with this <laughs> word. The, the Boulder Slash sets the head down next to his feet and with both his hands grabs the sword and lays it down between the two of you and uh, and gives kind of like a an acknowledgement and says, You have solved Boulder Slash's riddle. Ah, uh, yes. Shallow and pedantic. Yeah. I believe we got it on the first try, quite frankly, but, uh, you know, these, uh, these Goliath puzzlers, <laughs> they like to uh, get much more simpler answers out of us, uh, would seem. I, I find uh, that perhaps um, the vocabulary might be quite limited. Let's just assume, perhaps. I, I mean, fine handiwork <laughs> that they've done here on the place, though. Truly, it's really truly. Well Danya, Danya is very <laughs> offended, but she doesn't say anything. She just raises... She just raises her quarter staff and looks at them. Huh. Hmm? Ah, well, it appears uh, there's a head here. Uh, we, perhaps we should do something about this. Okay, bye. Uh, and picks up the head. That head does look like uh, can maybe go on that one headless statue down the third hallway. Well, why don't you try it? Hmm. I'll, I'll accompany you while you try to put it on, but I will not be the one to put it on. I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Why not, eh? <laughs> Do you want to roll me an investigation check on the head? Whoever wants to take it over? Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Mr. Jacob? Oh, I rolled a fours. That's, uh, that's, you're, you're not confident it's a statue of a head, and you, you feel mortified at the, the signs of violence in the room as they come oh, out God. carrying a head. Do you uh, think that's a real oh. head? <laughs> <laughs> For a second. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then you see Chad come out, and you're like, oh, thank goodness. They can take Chad's head. Um, <laughs> Bleeding profusely from the back. <laughs> I'm going to grab the the head, unless someone else already grabbed it, and I missed it. No? Yes? Perhaps? Uh, he went He went to, but he was startled by it, and so it's kind of, ah. I imagine it's like up in the air physically, and you can just... Okay, well, I grab it, and I go straight to the other room. To uh, back to D three, the one that yes, Chad D3. went down. Yes, D three. Yes, perfect. Uh, as you're walking with the head, you approach this other statue, and you can see that it's it's headless shoulders. Uh, there is um, you can also now see the cupped hand. And as you place the head on top of the neck, it stays in position, but you can see it has its mouth tightly shut. Um, and its brow furrowed, like it's focusing on something. Um, and you don't think that the as as you wait a moment and nothing seems to happen, this this statue does not acknowledge you. You think that maybe this is not its head. I poke it with my quarter staff. <laughs> uh, the head falls off and just kind of lands on the ground, and you can see that now. Um, you can see that the base of the neck seems to have like a triangular uh, slot. Uh, and the kind of peg on the neck of the statue has a square, uh, but smaller, uh, hole. So it looks like it's, it doesn't fit on this statue. Okay. I grab it and I take it to the, the room that we haven't gone to yet. For sure. The leftmost passageway. Um, yes, sir. As you enter this room, it is a much longer room than, uh, 
than where Balderslash was living. And you can see, um, sitting, staring at six objects on the ground, another statue. Same, same size, but again, hunched over, almost like the thinker, um, with its, without a head that looks like it would be leaning on its fist. Um, and you can see in front of it seem to be six cubes, each with, uh, numerical glyphs in them. They seem to be an array of six-sided dice. Oh, wow. Oh, I put the head on on, on the statue. It's uh, as it kind of and rolls its shoulders, comes up to a straight sit and puts its hands flat on its lap um, and looks up at you and it says, I have another game. And he gestures to the the dice in front, and it says, "Roll for combinations." Initiative? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, uh, Danya, do you want to be the first one to play this game with uh, with our uh, the statue who introduces itself as a, a Goliath name you've heard a couple times, an older name, Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah um how many dice do you need to roll so he gestures at the six d6 um and he uh leans forward and he's gonna roll the first one simplified yahtzee oof okay he rolls the one closest to his left up to have the number six pointing up you have five dice and a total of three rolls to try and get six sixes or one, two, three, ah, four, five, six. So you okay. can roll all five right now. We'll take the new five numbers you roll, and then you can pick up any of them to re-roll. So if you get a six, you can leave it. But if you have like one, two, three, and you want to pick up two dice and try and get four and five to get one through six, you can do that as well. So you don't have to always re-roll all of them. Okay. Um, I rolled a six, four, five, five, five. Um... I'm going to re-roll two of the fives. So if, uh, not to, not to lead too much, but if you're keeping one of the sixes, your best bet is to re-roll everything else. Okay. Yeah. Can I use as a mastermind rogue, can I use like help as a bonus action (laughs) to give her advantage on these rolls? I am going to say you can on on this roll right now before you do the rest i'll let you re-roll one of the other dice before you do your full re-roll because the mastermind is like he's like try that four and the to see like maybe you get all fives you roll them they all land the same way then they're all sixes um (laughs) my other option is using sleight of hand to kick a dice (laughs) (laughs) i think i i like the idea of the mastermind chiming in so re-roll the four for me see what it comes up as before we do your first proper re-roll Oh, I already re-rolled them, but I'll... Okay, I'll... tell me what tell me what the re-roll was, and then we'll go. Uh, four, six, six, five, three. Okay, so um, you can uh, re-roll the four for me, with the Mastermind's help. It was a one. A one? Okay, so now you have four sixes total, so I need you to roll the last two dice... Um, see if you can get more sixes. This will be your second proper re-roll. Okay. That was a six and a two. Okay. So you set the last six aside. You have one roll left uh, and one more assistance that can come from your mastermind to re-roll that two and hope you get a six. So 
Roll me 2d6, we'll say. One for the mastermind assisting you, and one for your proper reroll to see if you get a six. It's really just a game of odds. If you keep rolling enough times, I'm sure you're bound to get it. Thanks, Doc. I think Chad would be looking at this <laughs> and just like, the drool coming down. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a one and a four. Can I cheat? Roll me a sleight of hand if you'd like to cheat. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is how we die. <laughs> 17. 17? Roll me a d6, Karen. Two. Okay. Um, six plus six is 12, plus 12 is 24, 32. Can, um, can the mastermind, our, our, uh, our dear Hank and our monk, both roll me dexterity saving throws? Oh, God. <laughs> is it against a trap? Yes. Yes. I have Dungeon Delver as a feat. Oh, good call. Uh, that was a 16. Good. And si- 17. Okay. The dice, as you guys all watch from the hallway, as uh, as Hank steps in to try and assist, the dice landing and kind of locking in, the numbers flash, and these large stone dice, each the size of, like, a humanoid chest, um, fly at you. And you manage to get out of the way of most of them, so you each take 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Jesus. Oh, man. And the statue looks up at you and with like a kind of like wry smile that breaks the, the, uh, the focus on it, um, says Nazi. And then the dice set back in, um, and I'll let, uh, Kieran and Amanda both roll me perception checks. Uh, did, did a 17 pass that dex save? Yeah. You guys got half damage. Okay. Oh, great. I'm, a, I'm a rogue with evasion. So, so you I'm take none. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I, got I, I think sorry. it's just Dania just probably takes all of them and I just kind of like stand yeah. beside her as they slam in. The mean <laughs> thing about that puzzle was I roll the first dice and my hope is it's not a six because then you take the damage of all the dice when you don't win. I rolled a six, so it was 32 damage and you managed to cut it wow. in half, thankfully. Oh my um, nice. God. Yeah, I couldn't think um, of a less punishing way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I For that perception check, I got a 15. 15. Um, when the dice reset, you can see that the initial one he rolled, um, it doesn't glow the same way as the other ones. And it looks like it's like primed to crumble. Would you like to play again? No. Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem too bad. Uh, uh, the dice doesn't seem like it's lasting that long. We may have a uh, limited attempt at getting our way through here. Then you try it. by all means by all means so yeah you are going to only roll 4d6 you see as he sets the fifth dice to a four um there are only four dice that you can roll Uh, as the other one when you go to pick it up crumbles away revealing that it had been hollow inside this makes things a little bit more difficult but uh, okay we've got a four a three a three and another three Perfect. Yeah, so you get the sense that you can get one through five or four or five fours. And you already have one, so you have three more dice to re-roll. And I will let you as a mastermind do another re-roll on one of these threes before you go forward with it. Oh sure. A two. So he sorry, he he rolled a four. So the the fifth dice is sitting aside with a four on it, you're rolling four okay. dice. And so you've one of the four kind of like slides away from you and sets into 
the groove next to the other four and you have you have a two a three and a three in front of you and you can do another re-roll uh yeah so i'll, I'll i guess i'll roll re-roll the two threes and the two perfect one six one this is not going well so you can re-roll one of those with your mastermind tricks five five this is not going well <laughs> okay so go ahead and give me your final re-roll okay four one and two okay do you want to try to cheat oh or use your mastermind that, okay so that slide seems, like, <laughs> seems like a good idea cheating uh that's a dirty 20 dirty 20 i'm gonna let you re-roll both of them <gasps> you got them you roll them so they <gasps> land on your toes and you flick a back. four and a five okay um i think that's four fours i've gotten four 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 five uh, and this is going to be a very important deck save from our rogue. <laughs> you have advantage because of your dungeon delver, I believe, as it is yes. a trap. Oh, I rolled a 10 and an 8. Oh, what does that bring you to total, though? Uh, well, it's just one. It's whatever the highest one is. So, uh, sorry, I, roll, I rolled a 7 and a 5. Oh, I got okay. a total of 10 and 8. Dang. Okay, so your rogue <laughs> takes uh, 21 points of damage. Oof. Wow. Um, bludgeoning. And when one of them hits him, that dice just fully erupts. The five just like breaks. And so there are now only four dice in front of Yahtzee. Oh man, I'm proficient in dice games too. <laughs> <laughs> Proficiency this. You said <laughs> 20, 21. So uh, yeah. it'll be 10 with evasion. Yeah. I believe. I think think i always know the pathfinder one is more punishing where i think i think fifth edition evasion lets you get half damage we'll say half damage because i don't want to kill the rogue like that um although if if it's in front of you wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute uh no i'm i'm i don't have evasion <laughs> if we don't get that this early as a rogue i am dead you're unconscious at this <laughs> oh for wow. sure i am yeah yeah because I would have taken, I would have taken damage for the first round as well. I didn't realize the dice all hit him hard enough to shatter um, and knock you unconscious. I'm going to say, make me one death save, super quick. So for okay. anyone, uh, especially our Gobbles and Gambles team, uh, we don't play fifth edition on the podcast. A death save when someone is unconscious. A one to a nine is a failure. Three failures and you're dead forever. And a ten to a twenty is a success. Whereas a natural twenty, you pop up with one HP and a. Uh, uh, natural one is two failures. And so what we're doing here is hopefully giving our rogue a chance to pop up with one HP. 17. 17. So yeah, you hit the ground unconscious, but not dying. Um, and he watches the dice all hit him and shatter. There is a head of a Goliath looking statue with its mouth open in some sort of uh, speaking motion that popped out of one of the dice and it has a square peg. Uh, I think... Yeah, see, seeing that, uh, Frank is like, make room, make room, uh, and will grab onto <laughs> Frank and drag him out of there and says, don't die on me now, damn it, don't die on me now, uh, and then starts doing, like, uh, like medic first aid stuff, uh, and, like, brings out his healer's kit and goes, clear, and then just puts his hands on, uh, Hank's ribcage, uh, and there's a, a surge of, uh, energy. So what I will do here is, uh, it's just an action, um, using my healer feet. I will stabilize a dying creature. It regains one hit point. Um, and then I can expend one of the healer's kits uses to restore 1d6 plus six 
sorry, 1d6 plus 4 hit points. And that's an ability you can use on each person once per day. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a um, free then, heal, but you only get the one per character. So you can yeah. use it on each of you, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then plus additional HP equal to the creature's maximum number of hit dice. So... Four. Uh, so D6 it, plus ten total. So is it the maximum number of the level's hit dice, or is it the maximum number of what one other hit dice would be, which for a rogue, I believe, is a D8? Yes. I... I read that to mean, like, the number of dice he has. Okay. So he's got yeah. four D8s, so it would be plus four. Plus four. Sounds yeah. great. Uh, so, so it's a D6 plus eight in total uh, for a grand total of ten. Awesome. Thank you. So you have 11 HP total with the uh, the full bounds of that, uh, that feat. And there is oh a head resting on the ground next to you when you come to. Oh, God. Oh, God. Easy, God. easy old boy. Truth. Well, maybe this is why I never particularly disliked the gambling in the casinos. They've always just been a detriment to the land. Uh, oh, dear. You you rest now. Everyone else will get an opportunity to be death by dice. Uh, you just stay here, old friend. Uh, Chadwick said the head that fall back, that fell down to the ground. It's like, wait, memories, wait, wait, memories are working. Brain is raining. There's a statue. It looks like it, it had a hand like, oh. And it, this head might be good on that statue. Who come with me? <laughs> Wait, I'm even stupider than before. Who comes with me? There we go. Grabbing works. <laughs> yeah, so you think you have the head for the third statue, and you watch as when the dice of this one break, it Yahtzee goes into a seated position again um, and sort of resets the same way that Balderslash did. Chad Hash grabs the head, and... He starts moving up, inviting people to come in. So Chad makes his way to head towards Balder, uh, not Balder Slash, Balder Slash 3, the electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> who goes with to the uh, the shouting statue? I guess the two of us go. Um, Falden and I. Awesome. Yeah, and if you require assistance. <laughs> Ina, uh, as the doctor and, and the rogue stay out, uh, goes, Oh, you look in terrible condition. I'm, I'm, I'm so terribly sorry. Um, sorry, sorry. And she's going to use her healing word, which the word of the day is sorry, uh, <laughs> to get. But uh, part of the business. Uh, what are the what are the risks of dungeon dungeon delving and the sorts? Uh, oh, only three HP back to you. But she, uh, she goes. I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't know it would be this dangerous. You are all being so heroic. Thank you. This means the world to me. I would super like to insight that. That makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 this means the world to me. Okay, all right. Hold on. Uh, are you good with that? Can I insight Yeah, this? of course. <laughs> I, cool. would I, got, I, I got zero to my insight. I'm, I'm sus as heck, but I'm not like, I'm not making a roll on it. <laughs> uh, so 18 plus five for 23. Um, I s- stare deep into her soul. She's got that look of someone like the, it's not that this means the world to her that sets you off when you try to like, think about it. It's the, it's the sorry. Sorry seems a little put on. Seems like with a, with an over 20, you feel that she is like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. <gasps> She's um, not Canadian. 
<laughs> this is sounded like a sorry. It sounds like a sorry. Sorry. Oh, oh darn. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh gosh, you've been harmed. What a shame. Like you get sorry. like you just kind of get your teeth on it. Your call is important to us. <laughs> Please hold. In these trying times, um, it just sounds disingenuous. Uh, yeah, uh, I feel. I feel like. like she gave us a healing word, and then she's going to hit us with a bill and be like, "Ooh, your insurance doesn't cover it. That'll be fifteen thousand gold pieces." <laughs> um, one of the many things we did not discuss with the DMs building this world is the healthcare system. So <laughs> I, uh, you could be right. Ha- hashtag socialize your medicine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is happening. Um, does Chad put the the head on this statue? Again, a bit carried behind his shield because of that last last slash. He will just like, eh, maybe, <laughs> and does put on very hesitantly the head on the statue. Sam, what is Chad's alignment? Probably lawful good, but he's under description. Let's go with lawful good. Yeah. Uh, the statue kind of comes to life and in like a, a whisper to you, Chad says, My name is Scruples, and this guy's lawful good. And he like yells over your shoulder. Um, another Canadian board game, although as far as puzzles go, it is a, uh, it is an atrociously bad and really, really messed up game. And so uh, <laughs> he just goes, I have no scruples about sharing your secrets. This guy's lawful good. And, like, yells it to everyone else in the hallway, like, in a really obnoxious voice. So? Isn't he such a goody-two-shoes? Get on out of here, goody-two-shoes. Well, that's just rude. Bring me someone fun if you want to get into the next room. I'm the one who holds the key to the next room, and if you want to get into the party, you're going to have to go through me. I do the vibe checks. I'm a sassy girl and you can't get past me i'm gonna stop you <laughs> my god lawful good more like narc am i right is someone chaotic <laughs> in the other room who's who's who in this room is chaotic uh i can't remember i think i'm either true neutral or chaotic neutral and i can't find the, the thing that lets me see it and in, in very non-metagamey term who is anything but lawful good <laughs> uh, I mean, I play every character's chaotic neutral because that feels the most human to me. Because it's like I'll help people, but like I'm still kind of about me. Oh, but no, also, I'm, like, I'm true neutral. <gasps> I'm true neutral. Mm-hmm. I'm like neutral good. <laughs> I'm very boring. Lawful yeah. neutral, probably better people than me. Um, uh, I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually don't remember where it lives on the sheet now that I'm thinking about it. It would be under... Um, it's under your description. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, description, characteristics, and yeah, I'm awful good. Yeah, so I think we have one chaotic person in this entire party. Yeah, Falden is, uh, is neutral, so... Yeah. Who is chaotic? I think Frank is probably evil. Like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe just like a little bit. I mean... Chaotic evil, but not... Evil, just more like morally gray. <laughs> morally gray's anatomy over here. <laughs> yeah, who is who is chaotic? I feel like Frank is pretty chaotic. If he's evil, he could be chaotic evil. I mean, Frank, you seem pretty chaotic. Get over here. Okay. 
Uh, and he just like peeks his head around, really excited that he's being included. And he's like, "Oh, hello, yes, hi. Uh, wh- what are we doing here? Is there some sort of puzzle? Are we doing maybe an art appraisal? Oh, the brushstrokes, the impressionism." I push him in front of the statue. Oh, oh my! <laughs> uh, as you get pushed by a Goliath, that's crying. <laughs> Roll damage. Yeah, you, take, you know what? I think our paladin takes a d4 of psychic damage, and that's oh. four damage. You're just like, like ow. I, it's like, I'm not an arc. Logan, uh, Frank has uh, this statue leaned down into its ear and with the hand cupped around the mouth, kind of goes like, My name is Scruples, and this guy is fun. Chaotic evil. He's going to get into some nastiness in there, I bet. And uh, you guys can kind of hear from there. He says, Do you vouch for all of these folks, Mr. Life of the Party? I mean, uh, all of them? Or just like, <laughs> or like, just like my my friends, you know what we're saying? And then he like, Frank slowly turns around with a grin on his face and says, ha ha ha, who owns all the cards now? Let's start a bidding <laughs> process. Let's kind of see where everybody's at. What are we, what are we feeling? Oh, I like you. Yeah. We don't need to go super overboard on this. Let's start the bidding at 15 gold pieces, I feel is very appropriate. Uh, and just like, it has a little bag out that he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. DM, can I threaten him with my quarter staff and roll uh, charisma? I'll say, yeah, if you want to do opposed charisma, you can do, um, you'll get your proficiency through your intimidation and he can have his proficiency through his save. Um, oh, yeah, unless you want to intimidate. Yeah. yeah. What I'll say, though, Logan, is you can roll persuasion if you think you can sell her into this idea of paying for admission. <laughs> so it's either a charisma save against her intimidation. Okay, uh, I'll do a charisma save because I'm I'm proficient in that anyways. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I got a seven. I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> you go like... Hey now, but when you go to do it, the quarter staff in the tight in the tight quarters of the hallway, you kinda of clack around and so you just kinda of go, Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And, you're like, <laughs> and he just looks up and goes, Fifteen gold. I'll give you a discount on the assumption that if you die, I can have your body. I'm just saying I'm just gonna put it out there. Yikes. <laughs> That's a bit weird. What kind of discount? <laughs> uh, f- free for, for free? totally 100% free you're in you're in the party done excellent <laughs> see we're having fun here Amanda that was amazing completely unreadable expression on Amanda's face how much <laughs> discount we talking about <laughs> step Daniel right up like, Step right up to Frank's discount access. What are we saying? What's uh? Who else wants to deal? I don't. I don't actually own fifteen gold pieces. <laughs> I'll say everyone is holding like. I'll say everyone has twenty gold pieces. We'll say so. Okay. If you want to, you won't be. You won't be. In, you won't be completely left <laughs> in the lurch if you pay Logan the uh, the admission fee that Doctor <laughs> Frank is off offering. 
Um, and the whole time he's doing this, like, uh, scruples behind him is making the same, like, Oh, yes. Step right up. Step right <laughs> up. Discounts abound. I'd like to roll an intimidation to be like, Haven't I already had it now? I'm crying. I'm bleeding. I'm doing everything I can. I don't have to be a... To intimidate. I, I'm going to say if you want to roll intimidation, you have to do it at disadvantage with that specific vein, <laughs> or you can roll persuasion with that 19. I think that's of, more of a performance. Well, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go like, performance well, then. I had rolled a, a 15, so that is a 17 on performance. Okay, Ooh. so you can choose again persuasion or a charisma save for, for Dr. Frank. I mean, <laughs> if I charisma save, I get a plus two. If I pick anything else, I don't. So, there you go. Uh, natural one. So I go. You're in. You're in. I I love you. You're, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, I need my way through. <laughs> I need I need a good footstool. You're in, buddy. Come on. <laughs> don't don't say a word about what you see in there, Chad. Um. And are you going to continue, having given two free passes, uh, yeah. Falden and uh, and Hank are probably like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I am humming indeed. Out in the main corridor, still like lying against the wall, like, oh my God, oh Jesus, it's quite a, quite a bruising I've gotten there. Scruples leans down to you, Logan, uh, to Dr. Frank and goes, I don't think you're getting any cash out of these rooms, but nice try. The door's open whenever you want to go. Oh, fine. We might as well get going. There are places we need to be. Uh, uh, Scruples, dear boy, old friend. Mm. Let's enter, shall we? Let's party! Oh, uh, I'll stay out here. Scruples unanimates and turns back into the like still statue of holding the hand in front of their mouth. Uh, Frank, Frank boldly goes in like, this is a place I need to be. <laughs> hey, Frank, as you step out... Uh, Falden, do you also return to the, uh, the main room? Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. Hank, while they were up in that room, you were just hanging out out here. Can you give me a perception check while you and, uh, and Anna are just kind of, like, waiting for the, and you can hear, like, the echoing yells of, like, oh, my, oh, 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 uh, down the hallway. <laughs> That's an 18 on the perception check. Okay. Um, you, you don't see Anna react to this, but you can hear similar noises to what you heard in the forest, kind of echoing from back in the main hallway you came up. Uh, from from the cavern with the banshee where you all ran into this games room. Um, you can hear this kind of like moose braying and the slight um, scratching of claws on stone. And you even think you hear like wings ruffling and antlers clacking against stone. Um, and then everyone well, comes out of the rather, hallway. Rather peculiar. It seems as if perhaps that uh, ghost is back making a, a, a ruckus in the... What's going on down there? Uh, yeah, and I think Hank just kind of wanders over and stands in like the immediate center of the hallway, just looking down into the darkness. As you're about to like uh, step into line of sight of the hallway, um, can you roll me a deck save? <laughs> yes, seventeen. 
Anna grabs you like fairly firmly by the by the arm, kind of like at the at the bicep, and stops you. She goes, "It would be it would be ill advised to wander off on your own, especially with how hurt you are." Uh, please, uh, if you hear something, let's let's uh, let's let's just push on, and hopefully hopefully it passes by. We we we're in no condition to fight something if you hear something. Uh, quite right where you are, just uh, simply keeping an eye out is all. Uh, uh, very right you are, though. Uh, let's head deeper in. After you. Oh, oh yes, thank you very much. Uh, don't mind if I do. Can I incite okay. that after you? Not suspicious. Yeah, as she says that, you guys are all walking down out of the hall with your party passes. Um, so give me, uh, I'll let anyone who wants to roll an insight. Oh, uh, that was a ten. Ten, okay. Same. Ten. Twinsies. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So cute. Seven. Seven? Seven. And Jacob, did you do you feel Falden would want to uh yeah. um I got a thirteen. Okay. Um did, did Hank roll an insight on that already? No, 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 no. Hank, is, this sounds like a totally sound logic yeah. to Hank. <laughs> There's a big yeah. monster behind us. I'm wounded. Uh, I have really bad wisdom. Yeah. Um, you yeah. hear her say, yeah. after you, in a, in a firm but incredibly polite way, and you all go like, that's very polite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doddering old man. Like uh, People are always letting me go ahead of them. Yeah. So. And so the way forward is open to the right-hand path. Onward. So I'll have you guys all roll me perceptions as I get uh, I get to revealing this part of the map from you. Let me know if you beat a 15. I did. Yep. I got a 4. I got a dirty 20. I got a dirty 21. My 21's dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> it's a filthy, nasty 21. Just, just unshowered back from a run 21. <laughs> Took one of those jogging towels, but needs to like wring it out after. Gosh. Um, uh, the descriptions of this game, they're just, I can taste them. <laughs> oh, uh, they're makely and sweaty. <laughs> As you guys enter this now rougher cavern uh it opens up much more expansively and i'm going to pull a reference here and if it doesn't land with everybody i'll explain it in extreme detail but you know in the last room of every skyrim dungeon where there's that like curved precipice where there's always a draugr and one of the words yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. yes you see this this massive cavern open up and on a riser to the far end of it there's almost this like amphitheater shaped curved wall where there is there are glyphs in goliath um, and you can also see kind of resting on a small altar in front of that curved wall, uh, what looks to be a large chunk of ice. Although you can see even from the entryway that it is, uh, glistening with a little bit of magic. It doesn't seem to be, uh, just actual ice. Um, but with the rolls you guys had, you can notice as you take a step in, um, opposite to the edge of the room, there seems to be a small crevice in the, in the stone, in the south end of the room that seems to lead to another area. Um, and with over 20s, you notice that underneath this ice, kind of like, almost like it's melted off of it and made a small pool around it, there seems to be a tinge of red on this altar um, around Uh-oh. the uh, this, this shard of ice. Um, what do you guys do? Do do take care. Uh, appears there might be uh, some kind of blood or something up ahead. Uh, uh, the room is probably trapped. Uh, uh, Chad, 
Chad is actually going <laughs> to, yeah, he's, he's going to move forward yeah. and just like, say, sorry, sorry, moving forward and staying fairly far, well, still fairly uh, close to the entrance of the room. We'll just blanket the room with a divine sense to detect um, anything that is uh, good and evil. And I can sense anything affected by the hollow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Okay, so you want to go to like kind of the middle of the room to get the best effect? Everybody put yourselves where you'd be when when you usher Chad in to do the uh, this scan and confirm for me it's 60 feet? Uh, yeah, it's actually, actually going to um, copy-paste it into the roll 20 for you. This is Divine Sense. As an action, you can detect good and evil, and until the next end of my next turn, I can sense anything affected by the hollow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Perfect. Um, you you sent out a, a kind of waft of maple syrupy uh, air, and when it bounces back echolocation style, you can smell evil or celestials on it. It's something you've gotten used to. Um the maple syrup comes back smelling like pine in the presence of celestials and like undead. It smells like rotten uh, maples. Um, and when it's something more nefarious, it just starts to smell like uh, McDonald's coffee. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the direction I was going for. When it's good, it smells like Tim's. When it's bad, it smells like McDonald's. Exactly. Because oh, um, no. it does say you smell it like a stink. Um, you smell the the stink of undeath in the small room to the south. Um, and you can intuit that that's probably where the banshee went. Um, you can also smell just the, the something incredibly wretched behind Dr. Frank, where Anna is standing and she tuts and she goes, see, we were having such a fun time and we were going to get through this whole thing. And then you start poking around and you start trying to, uh, Sniff me out, as it were. <laughs> um, I just have to say one thing. I uh, I would ask you all to just go to the center of the room and let what about what's about to happen happen. Because I'll tell you one thing. I am going to, if I can help it, die after you. And she raises up a hand that you can see crackle with magical energy. And you could hear in the room that you entered from, back where the board games were, the howl and just like... <laughs> of some massive beast and she raises her hand almost like a like a stick up and she says center of the room everyone thank you well this sounds like not a good time i say we i say we i say we don't take part in this actually <laughs> <laughs> so we have two options you guys if you guys want to follow along and do what she's saying you can do that and we stay out of combat order if you guys want to contest her right now we can roll initiative and go from there yeah i'm gonna wild shape into a bear and run at her Perfect. So yeah, let's roll initiative and we'll deal with everything as it comes. Um, I'll call That's out... That's hell of an opening move. That is hey, a strong works. one. Um, okay, so she's got a... So one sec, I got my little whiteboard going. Uh, here's how I'm going to call them out uh, person by person just so I don't get myself confused. Amanda, what do you have? I rolled a 13. Okay. Uh, Jacob, what do you have? Uh, as is tradition for me, I rolled a two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and then Logan, what do you have? Ten. And Kieran? Fifteen. 
I'm going to say as the, because you rolled higher than most people, you're going to be, your wild shape will happen as she's speaking. And so you'll start your turn as a bear. Uh, so you don't have to use your action for that. Um, and, uh, and Sam, what did you get? Six. Awesome. So she goes first and you guys watch as she says this and raises her hand. Uh, Hank, or not Hank, uh, 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 turns into a bear. Um, grizzly bear, yes. A big, grizzled, grizzly bear. And <laughs> that one, or that one. Um, Anna reaches her hand up and, uh, is going to, uh, just kind of let loose a gust of dry, acrid wind. Uh, and I need Frank, uh, Hank, and the, our bear to roll me constitution saves. Okay. Oh, I rolled a 20. 20? Okay, you are good. I rolled a five. Me too. <laughs> oh no. Soft boys are going down. <laughs> okay. Hello, darkness. <laughs> boys. Uh, Logan and, um, Logan and Kieran, you are both blinded by this, uh, this dust that flies up from the, mm. the, uh, the ground. And you will be able to save again on the end of Anna's next turn. Um, and she is going to then reach up to Frank and you will, oh, sorry. No, um, I'll need a, uh, a second, uh, con save from Frank and from sure. Hank. Sure. Yeah, yeah, pile it on. Yeah, well, that yes. sounds great. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Love it. Oh, good. I rolled five again. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I didn't. 22. 22? Okay. Uh, our, our past save from Hank is going to take nine points of damage, necrotic. <laughs> and our failed save from Logan is going to be... Uh, oh. Other way around. Or sorry. The past save is nine... The failed save is, that's really easy math, and I don't know why, 18. <laughs> um, uh, so 18 damage to our fail, uh, and, nine, and nine to our pass as we come to Kieran's turn. Uh, Hank lets out a, uh, a, a faint, like, uh, and collapses <laughs> on the ground. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, no. Right. Um, and I will say for, for posterity, uh, I don't do death saves until your next turn. So you're safe for one turn. I mean, technically it killed, it knocked me out on her turn, but I'll, uh, I'll happily wait a turn oh, yeah. for <laughs> yeah. real. Yeah. Um, and we'll come to Amanda when a cloud of dust kicked up and then you, from inside of it, you heard some like pained noises and you hear the sound of an old man hitting the floor. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to grab my quarterstaff and I'm going to go up to her and just whack her or whatever it is that um, awesome. monks do. Perfect. Yeah, oh, so you shoot. have some key points to do so. Um, and so if you want to, you can use some flurry of blows if you'd like, which just means you essentially take two full attacks for free. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Well, not for free. You spend a key point. Um, but. I'll do I'll do the quarterstaff first. And then as a bonus action, I'll do the flurry of blows. Perfect. Let's have him. Yeah. Um, the quarterstaff, it was a nine, so it probably does not hit. Yeah, you swing at her and you feel like you catch a part of her cloak, but it doesn't connect with anything underneath. Um, and you realize that, like, she's wearing a thick enough layers, you can't tell if you just hit extra winter clothing or if she's a different shape than she's uh, led you to believe with her humanoid visage. And then, um, sorry, go and ahead. Then your flurry, and I was going to say, and then you have your flurry of blows. 
Yes, sir. Uh, uh, 18. 18 is going to be a hit. Sweet. Uh, six damage. Okay. You, uh, you punch, you, this time you aim for her face. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't miss that. And you (laughs) block her one. Um, and it's, uh, her hat kind of askews and she rears back and just kind of like wipes it. And she says, I'm sorry, but that is not going to do. Uh, and she's going to, uh, have you do a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. 19. Uh, okay. On a pass, you are fine. Sweet. Yeah, she reached out and touches you, and you feel her try to, like, pull energy from you. And nothing happens as you kind of steal yourself. Um, and that'll bring us to Logan. Uh, cool. Seeing, uh, the foreshadowed betrayal, I think Frank is just like, really, this is tiresome. This is boring. Fine. Goodbye. Good day. Uh, so I will depart. Uh, and I will go next to Hank. Uh, and then I will rub my hands together and second level cure wounds. Uh, because Grave Cleric automatically max for, uh, what is that? Uh, 16, 19 healing. Not bad. Yeah, you do um, more for someone who's unconscious, correct? Yeah, that's where the automatic max comes from. Perfect. Um, because oh my heart! Oh he's god! A- <laughs> I think <he> stopped again. <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> huh, I can't see anything. I'm still blind. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's true. I did fumble around in the darkness, going up. Oh, excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me, pardon me. Where's the laydown man? There he is. Back to back to it, old chap. Um, I will use. So that was one, two. I will use the rest of my movement. Three, four, five, six, to get as far away from this whole shenanigans as I possibly can. Fair. Uh, and then I bonus action yell, Boo! I'm the only monster here! Uh, and then <laughs> I yield my turn, sir. I yield my time. Uh, Sam, it's going to be your move now. You smell the stink of McDonald's coffee, which I'm sure we'll have to bleep for some reason. Connor, check that. Um, but <laughs> for, uh, for boop coffee. You smelled the worst here I'll, for, for clean. The good coffee, the bad coffee. And you can cut those up and put them over it. Uh, she is going to walk up and and with what I measured, he should be able to make it up to her with a 30 foot move speed yeah. and would like to give her a whack okay. with the, uh, give her a gun with the old stick of hockey. <laughs> That is a 15 to hit. You swipe at her at the middle of her and you like push cloak aside and catch nothing. Um, <sighs> yeah. No slap shot today. No slap shot. And then our bear. Um, again, the map, the, the positioning, you can reach her through your friends. I'm gonna I'm gonna yet let out a big bear growl. I'm gonna charge at her. I'm gonna attack her with my wait, where's it? Oh yeah, because I can make two attacks yeah so i'm gonna charge at her i'm gonna try and hit her with my claws and bite her let's have it all right so for the claw attack it's a melee weapon and it's plus five to hit that is a 16 16 uh 16 misses yeah you catch you're now shredding her cloak and you can see that like there's gaps in, in it now and you can kind of see empty space a bit so now, frustrated with my miss of my swipe, I'm going to go in for a bite and try and tear up her arm, shoulder. Hell yeah. Okay, that's a 19 plus 5, so 24? 24, 24, yeah. 24 definitely hits. Okay, good. So that is 12 
piercing damage. 12 piercing damage. So, four. Okay. Um, or not 24. Wait, there we go. Uh, Sorry, math is hard. Um, okay, so after the bear takes a good chunk out of her, you guys can tell that like something is a little inhuman about her as she uh, she seems to flit back and forth. On uh, her turn, she is going to make everyone... Can someone measure, is Frank within 30 feet? Is our blind friend Frank within 30 feet? On the dot. Uh, yes. Uh, was there also a repeated save that I'm supposed to do for blindness? At the end of her turn, you'll get to save again with advantage because you've uh, the the dust is gone. Raj. Um and I'll say our blind or our, our dead Hank is back without being blind. You like rub oh, your eyes you. and it works. Um, okay, everybody, everyone in the party can make me a Constitution saving throw, and I'll just go down the list once uh, once we're ready. We'll start with Sam. Uh, eight. Eight. Okay, uh, Kieran. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. Uh, Logan. Five. Okay. Jacob. I rolled a 16. 16. And Amanda. I rolled a six. Okay. Um, <laughs> she opens her mouth after the bear bites into a, a chunk of her and lets out just this inhumane yowl. Just this echoing noise that seems like funnel as though she's using the hallway as a megaphone. And you watch as uh, as uh, uh, Amanda's character, uh, whose name keeps getting away from me. Sorry. Just right now. Danya. Danya. You watch as, uh, as, as Danya and Dr. Frank and your paladin Chad grab their ears and fall to the ground unconscious at zero hit points. Oh, boy. Ooh, we did oh, dead. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and so let's spin some tokens. She was the Banshee all along. Ooh, she's a little worse than the Banshee. Um, who else? Dr. Frank? Yeah. So you you watch, you see uh, Logan Frank rubs his eyes as he's like blinking the back and can see again blearily for a moment as he looks around the room and then like a wave of sound just knocks him unconscious. Uh, and oh that'll bring us to... Uh, Kieran's turn. I think scrambling backwards on the floor into the center of the room, uh, Hank kind of like fumbles for a bow, a little tiny short bow, uh, (laughs) that just kind of comes out of his hands, uh, to take a wild shot. Okay, let's have it. Uh, for 11 to hit. 11, you watch the arrow go straight through where her heart should be, and the cloak ripples, and it goes, like, clean through with no resistance, and she seems to be fine. And then as a bonus action, I just want to yell, Bear, uh, Bear, just uh, get it, Bear. You can can absolutely just claw the heck out of it uh, as I use uh, help as a mastermind. Awesome. So Uh, advantage on one or both attacks? His advantage on his first attack. Perfect. Um, and yeah, I think I'm just going to move as as fumbly backwards <laughs> towards this uh, icy gem. Perfect. Um, as you do that, the bear f- will will just jump right to Jacob is next. Uh, okay. With the other unconscious folk. Let's have a uh, uh, your first attack's at advantage as you jump at Anna. Okay, bear attack. I'm going to go do a big two-handed swing with my advantage and try and smack her around with my bear paws. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll roll. 
Okay, first one is not good. That's second one is way better. Okay, nice. That is a... With the advantage, that was a plus 5 to hit, so that is a 15 plus 5, so we're dirty 20. That'll be a hit. Yes, nice. So that's going to do... That's going to do 11 slashing damage. 11, not bad. And then your second attack, the bite, is not an yes. advantage. Not advantage. Yeah. No. For this, I got a, oh, I got a 19. So that's a 24. That's a hit. Okay. Go bear. <laughs> bears bears going off. Oh, that's an eight. That's a that's twelve piercing damage. Or on top of that. Okay. Uh let me do some very rudimentary. I wonder if she's go. able to bear it. <laughs> she like <laughs> recoils back and like you can hear her audibly grit her teeth and she curses at you. She says, You stinking animal. And draws in a sharp breath as at the end of your turn, before her turn, she's going to uh, to reach forward and just, like, grip the fur at the scruff of your neck. And I'll need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, since you are the bear, I believe, with Wild Shape, you're using your own mental stats. I am using my own mental. Okay, that's perfect. Right. Yeah, because the bear that would be very bad for you as a bear. Oh yeah, the bear's <laughs> wisdom is not great. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, okay, so it's wisdom. I have very good wisdom. This is good for me. And I rolled a thirteen plus four. Okay, yeah, you feel her. You feel her curse. Her, her literal cuss words as she says. She says something rude to you. Uh, <laughs> she, she's very impolite for a moment. You feel as though a, a real curse tried to set upon you, but you manage to uh, bristle your fur and clench your jaw and muscle through it as she comes to her actual turn. Um, and you'll have to make me a con save as she kind of twists that grip on you. Okay. Bear constitution this time? Yeah, physical stats will be the bear. Okay, that's a six plus three. Not so good. Okay. <laughs> you take eight, 15 points of necrotic damage as she like gives you essentially like a, uh, like one of those, uh, we call them like a, a road rash when someone like sque- squeegees your arm between the hands <laughs> um, on your bare fur. And yeah, sunburn. Thank you. Um, and, uh, and you, she just says like, Stinking rotten bear. Uh, and then it is going to, we're going to jump back to, uh, it is going to be Hank's turn. So, Hank, you have shambled backwards. You can see and you are hurt. And you can see everyone is just like on the ground. Everyone is breathing. Uh, Hank again yells out, like, oh, keep it up, brother. You, you, you've got the, you've got the old, old gal. <laughs> uh, and we'll again use that ability. For sure. And uh, then turns to the, icy seed thing up on the counter and wants to like run up towards it okay yeah um give me an investigation check yes please oh my god critical fail oh no (laughs) oh no even expertise cannot help me here that's a nine (laughs) um it is it is very clearly pitternatural ice but you don't it doesn't like what it is doesn't jump out at you right away um, because you see ice and you see blood and you just, you're still like trying to like get your head back on your shoulders. And so you don't notice it. Uh, what I, do you I pick, or say, I pick it up. Yeah. You, you don't know what it is, but you can still interact with it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to like pick it up, like dropping the bow, pick it up and just like putting a dagger towards it. 
Okay. Um, you just hold a dagger up to it. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't, I don't know what entirely it is, but I know that she's probably here for it or something. That's that's the logic Hank's going for right now. <laughs> hold on. He's he's going for a hostage for sure. Do you call out to her? Or do you? Uh... Uh, no, no, no. Because I, I called out to the bear, so I, I think just right now he's holding it. Okay. Um, speaking is free if, if you want to do that, because you technically haven't done an action. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the I, I want I want to see what the bear does to this uh, okay ghost lady. You have the bear is doing its best. Attacks as the we bear come to your is turn, doing Jacob. its best. The bear is driving. <laughs> He's a very good boy. He's doing a very good job. He's yeah. doing so good. Everyone, put your faith and your belief in the bear. Now the bear gets to attack as it is Jacob's turn. Go bear! All right, all right. Anyway. Actually, I have a quick question. A quick question first. Can I cast spells while I'm a bear? Not at the or level you're at, unfortunately. Not at the level I'm at, okay. But so I- your weapons, your claws, because you've technically used a spell to make you, we count them as uh, magical weapons. So, Oh, funky. The, the trade-off is incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, then I have advantage for my first attack again, right? Yep. Okay. First, that's pretty good. And that is way worse. So yeah, it's another 15 plus 5, so another 20. That'll be a hit with the claws. Plus 4, so that is 12 slashing damage. 12. Nice. Uh, okay. She uh, she lets out another bell and she says, she says, get away from me and you put that down. <laughs> um, and you have your second attack. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought she was going to do something. Okay, so I got... Oh, that doesn't hit. That's a four. So I miss my bite. Yeah. You miss, and at the end of your turn, she says another curse to you, and so I'll need another wisdom saving throw on uh, on the bear. And she says, she says, you mongrel, just get away from me. And uh, and she grits her teeth and, like, points accusatorily with a bony finger at uh, at Hank. I got a, I got a 17 plus four. Yeah, you feel that the curse has no effect because she's not using any hard swear words. <laughs> she's still Canadian after all. Um, and then on her actual turn, she flits past the bear. Um, and and bear, you see that she she flies as she does this. She like her feet don't touch the ground, but she does evoke an attack of opportunity from you. Yeah, that's right. As she flies at Hank. Finish her bear. Save me. <laughs> I'll do my best. Does that count for my multi-attack, or is it just one attack on an opportunity? Just one. Just one. Just one. Okay. So I'll make a. I'll make a claw. I'll attack with my claws. I'll try to slap her out of the air with my my berry paw <laughs> as she flies by. And that's a sixteen plus five to hit. Ooh, that's a hit. Yes. Noise. So Two d six. So four. Another so six plus four so ten slashing damage. Ten slashing damage. She is like you watch as she like is she's almost she's corporeal still, but she like flickers like not like she's flickering in and out of existence, but like she's like her form is is shifting and she just looks angry at you as you slash at her, but she flies forward and she can't get to you. I don't think. Yeah, she can only fly. Yep. So she's halfway towards you, about 10 feet off the ground, Hank, and you're on a riser that brings you to about eye level with her as you hold this thing in front of you. What do you do? Oh, uh, no, no, you stay right there or else I'll, I'll, I'll stab this very, very 
painfully. And that bear will stab you very, very painfully. Now get it! Uh, as I use my bonus action again. She goes, you wouldn't, you don't even know what it does, you fool. Put it down before you get yourself hurt. And her voice changes back to like the very pleasant voice. We don't want anything to happen to you, after all. And she like gestures at you and it will be, uh, excuse me, it will be Jacob's turn unless you want to make an action. Uh, no, I think I'm just going to, uh, try to kind of circle around the room a little bit, get to this place that smells like death and decay down here. Cause that's probably a safe exit. Uh, definitely not a terrible dead end that I'm going to die in, uh, alone and scared. At this point, as the bear is lashing up, can everyone who is unconscious make me a death save? Okay. I'm rolling my die. D20 is from y'all. 12. Okay. I rolled an 11. That is a success, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, sorry. My hand is off the screen. I was holding up successes. And then one from Logan. 15. 15. Um, you, as uh, Jacob, as your turn comes up, you notice your friends are stirring. Like they, okay. they are coming too. Um, and it is your move. You as a bear can reach her. She's only 10 feet off the ground. So you just reach up and like swipe, swipe at her. I'm going to go, I'm going to go pounce up and try and slap her out of the air with my bear hands. I don't, I don't know if I can bear any more puns guys. Oh God. <laughs> Well, I can't believe that I have to die right now. Miss all of my successes. <laughs> all right, I got a, I got an eleven plus five, so does a sixteen hit? Sixteen misses. Sixteen misses. Yeah, so you I missed my the my bottom. And you rolled your advantage on that too? Yeah, I did. Dang. I got like a I got like a three and an eleven. So. <laughs> uh, so this is my bite attack. Now I'm gonna try and see if I can grab her out of the air and stop her from chasing my friend. Oof, I got a 15 plus 5. That's going to be a hit. Excellent. Man, this this bear is doing work. I, I'm doing my best. <laughs> and we appreciate it. Circle the moon, man. Save me, bear. We appreciate <laughs> you, all. bear. I'm useless. <laughs> I owe you some maple syrup. That is 6 piercing damage. 6 exactly? Yep. We all owe you a double-double. <laughs> <laughs> So you lunge up and bite at her. Tell me about what that looks like. Well, so she's 10 feet off the ground? Yeah. So I'm going to jump up and I'm going to try and grab her by the leg and slam her to the ground if I can. You jump up and you feel your teeth catch something other than cloth. And you recognize the sensation of bone without flesh. As you pull down and slam and you hear the clatter of bone as... Uh, one of her uh, her legs comes out, the one that you'd bit, and she seems to be partly skeletal as she lets out a bellow and you feel as you go in for another bite, the bone kind of disintegrates and she turns into this wisp and with a loud, just like shrieking noise, everyone jolts awake as you watch the this kind of like brackish almost like the color of seawater with with moonlight going through it. Just this dark blue light swirl with a, uh, uh, like a hateful vortex. And then as it becomes more dust-like, spread further out and you watch it all pile out of the door you came in back into the other room. Um, and you, uh, in your arms, Hank, you feel 
a warmth, and you look down, and this icicle that you're carrying, this almost egg of ice, starts to melt. Roll me a perception check. Very good, very good. Uh, Dirty 20. Dirty 20. As it melts, it starts melting very quickly, and you all start to, like, get to your feet, and you watch as Hank, like, keeps his ear close to this, because he can hear something trying to get out, even though you can see through the ice, and as the center of it becomes exposed, this tiny, tiny pocket of air that was was safe inside and of this ice, along with a single drop of blood. As the drop of blood thaws out and hits the ground, you can hear the air escape from this this egg of sorts of ice, and you can hear an Ina's voice a lot more pained than you heard her speak, with like a thickness to it, like she's holding back tears. You hear her say, sorry. And then you hear the wailing of a banshee from the southern area as it's that crack in the wall. You hear this screeching, unlike what you just heard from Enna, that slowly resolves to sobbing. This doesn't seem like any kind of treasure or anything. What in the, what in the nine hells was that? What in the nine hells are you turning into a wild bear like that? That was incredible. Oh, thank you. Well, Sorry, uh, I'm going to give a... Sorry, I'm not going to speak because I'm a bear. I'm going to give a little, like... Druids can speak in wild shape. I've set a dangerous precedent for the rest of the campaigns, but... It's not a Pokemon. doesn't say his own name. Bear, 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 bear. Well, I guess we're calling you Bear. It's the only thing it knows how to say. I'm gonna give a little roar, and I might. I think I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll shrug off my wild shape and go back to my elf, elf shape, so I can maybe help some of my my friends get up here. Yeah. So when you guys get up, you have one HP, um, but you are conscious. Oh, you're lucky. I was going to go through Frank's medical bag and just start stabbing people with whatever I could find. <laughs> only, only one of them is adrenaline. All the rest of them are just good times. <laughs> well, if you're going to go out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just think uh, uh, Frank kind of gets up into a seated position. He's like, wow, okay. Huddle it up, team. His lollipops all around. Uh, and he goes into his uh, bag and pulls out like morphine lollipops and just starts giving them to the team. Morphine lollipops. Wow. That was a good yep. one. Um, Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a real thing. It's Is a it real actually? thing? Yeah. Wow. yeah, it's a real thing. It's it's Google. like. Yeah, yeah. It's a <laughs> morphine lollipop. Morphine. Can we get those at the liquor store? No, oh my God. Is this a thing? I think this is actually a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. We don't a need to talk about why I know that. It. Isn't a candy? <laughs> a morphine. Oh yeah, it was used in like the army to so alleviate pain. Hmm. Huh. 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 The more you know. Okay. That's something. Uh, I think if there's uh, the morphine lollipops are also just like, and you get a cure wounds, and you get a cure wounds. How much time are you gonna give us? Uh, dearest DM, uh, you guys, you guys can just hear sobbing through the cavern, but you feel like you have a moment. the The crying is not 
it, it the urgency in it is is an emotional urgency, not a uh, you don't okay. feel in danger from the specter you then, hear so through the crowd. While everyone talks to the specter, I will very quietly be like, "And Kirwins," and then walk over to the next person and go, "Ah, Kirwins." <laughs> and you get a cure wounds and you and get a cure wounds you get a cure wounds look under your seat bees uh, I'm going to start rolling <laughs> some, some health here okay well I mean we we have a bit of bad news and a bit of other bad news uh, there's a, a creepy crying voice in the other room and then uh, the room we came from has some sort of horrific monster in it that uh, I'd rather not to investigate uh, I, I concur on the not investigating you don't want to investigate I don't want to investigate the creepy, crazy monster, no. I, I, I'd love to investigate the spirit. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go up to the wall where I hear the uh, the crying coming from, and I'm just going to flurry of blows to see if I can um, just, you know, just punch it open. Okay, yeah. You As you like start knocking against the wall, hearing sounds from the other side of it, the small opening that most of you saw crumbles into a larger opening as the Goliath uh, <laughs> opens up a, a much more passable area. And Amanda, can you roll me perception? Uh, perception, yes, sir, I can. If I could find it, there we go. <laughs> uh, 13, sir. Uh, you look in and you can see... That same kind of spectral woman from before, but now instead of that screaming face, she seems to be sitting near uh, what looks to be a uh, a set of bones, Uh, and she is kind of just holding some sort of uh, spectral cloth in between her hands like a handkerchief, and she is just sobbing. Yeah, I'm not going to go anywhere close to her. I don't want to get scared again. Yeah. I'll say this, with uh, 13, you notice that she doesn't have, like, that scary face anymore. She actually, with a 13, is probably enough to recognize... I think Shad would be one to just, like, go in since he did not get scared. Fair. <laughs> actually, yeah. Have, uh, Sam, have Chad roll me a perception as he enters behind. Sure. That is a 11. 11. So the two of you together in the room, you look and it's like, she looks... She's a ghost, so you can't get, like, the color of her hair or anything. But if you took Ina, who you just sort of sent on her way and rounded her ears out, this is a bit like the near-spitting image. Could more lines on her face, but it seems you can intuit with an insight check uh, from Amanda and Sam. Uh, inside, inside that is wisdom, so I have plus one for a 15. 18? Both of you like realize looking at this that this is clearly the ghost of Anna's mother. Oh, and we just killed her daughter, eh? She is she is sobbing in front of you. Or the banshee of her daughter. <laughs> well you killed her daughter. I did true, very true. <laughs> I just gave you pointers on how to do it. <laughs> I was hey, dying on the floor. I did nothing. I was on the floor dying. I didn't do anything. As she uh, she senses your apprehension and she can feel you enter the room, she kind of goes, "Oh no, sorry, dear things. It's it's just I I'm I'm not crying for what what's been done to her just now, but I I cry for my daughter. She's done something terrible. She's in the pursuit of something terrible." Okay. <laughs> Can Hank roll me an Arcana check? Are you... <laughs> Sorry? I need Hank to roll me an Arcana uh. check. Oh, I'm good at those. 
Can I assist? Yes. Man, you don't even need it. 26 without the assistance, but you know what? Let's let's just go for broke. Oh, that's a nat 20 on the assist. Wow. You you hear her say her daughter is in the pursuit of something terrible. And you can intuit from her being undead that you probably haven't seen the last of Anna. But you think horrible actions, blood, and betrayal. You think you might have just melted out of phylactery. You think that this woman might be in the pursuit of some sort of greater undeath. That Anna might be trying to become some sort of lich. Say, old friend, what you got there? A little drop of blood left on the ground. You know, I've I've read quite a few stories about this before, about uh, people just trying to uh, cheat their way around death, as it were. Uh, She was particularly uh, defensive about this. My main question is, why would she have uh, lured us in here in the first place, directly into... uh, Possibly her phylactral chamber, if, if that's a word. I, if it's not, I'm going to write it down right now, publish a paper about it, and, uh, you know, and that's pretty much how words get made, as far as I'm aware. The ghost kind of <laughs> is kind of catching her breath, and she goes, Is she... She found a way. There's many ways, as far as she... She read so many books, I always assumed it was for her betterment, but she, she might have picked up something awful in one of those old sorcery books, and... It, uh, she she always talked about how she could freeze her apologies and and pull her her humanity out of herself and and I fear that's what she did to me. I, the last thing I remember with my my living ears was hearing her her tearfully tell me she was sorry and then hearing the ice overtake myself and her drop of blood and I think I think she might be I think she might be one of the she might be on her way. From from the sounds I heard through the wall of your fighting, I think she might be, she might be becoming a great threat. Well, let me know. We've certainly put a stop to her here today. Uh, we've broken her, her little egg, and uh, well, I mean, uh, the bear just absolutely ripped her apart. I I don't know if you saw any <laughs> of that from inside this cave, but oh my god, just one on one, just tore her to shreds. It was rather fantastic work, if I may say. Very, very, very good. As her mother, a little bow. That, that's a touch upsetting, but as a murder victim, <laughs> hell yeah, bear. And she does like a ghost high five to the bear. Um, <laughs> hell uh, yeah, bear. <laughs> hell yeah, bear. <laughs> um, and she goes, she goes, if, if you've banished her from here, I'm sure the creature she had haunting these halls will have dispelled as well. Keep an eye out for some loose creatures. She had kind of amalgamated with magic. Uh, whatever that beast was, it, it when it slept, it took on normal forms. So there's probably some sort of adorable collection of a goose, a beaver, a moose, and and maybe some other some other type of bird. I'm not good with birds lumbering around. Be kind to them. They are they're not evil themselves. Uh, Frank's ears uh, perk up at the the combination of animals and go and goes. I'm sorry. Did you say a wonderful combination of cute, adorable animals? Excuse me. And just like rotates on heels and goes out into the main hallway. Like, come yeah. to me, science project. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you guys feel like the you didn't notice it before, but now that it's gone, there was like an oppressive 
feeling of evil the whole time you were in here and it feels cleared out. And I'm actually going to going to drag the Periton token out so you guys can see it since you guys uh did not meet the parameters to fight it, but here's here's what Periton looks like. Um how do you shift Z? Cute. Yeah, he's like hmm. Uh so there's a beaver, a, oh, wow. a moose, um a goose and a small like a turkey vulture um, meandering around the halls as you guys go to leave, um, <laughs> knowing that you've, you're not sure what you've, how far into the process you've stumbled into it, but you've just sort of helped thwart some plans that this, uh, this potential lich had, although you return to Green Top, unsure of what to do next. Um, and the animals follow you back to town where as you're like a day outside of that tavern, those two hunters find you and like, uh, rush to you hurriedly and help patch you up and, uh, and take you back to the tavern, um, and, and hear your story. And if, uh, you have any desire to know what else happens to Anna, our, our witch friend, uh, the next episode is going to be available up on Legends, a superhero story. Uh, Amanda, could you do us a favor and tell us where we're going to be able to find episode two? Uh, Legends of Superhero Stories. So you can find us anywhere you usually find your podcasts, whether it's Spotify or Google or Apple Podcasts. We are at the Legends Cast on Instagram and Twitter. And I am also part of Tabletop Titties. You can also find us anywhere you usually get your podcasts. We stream on Tuesdays. Titty Tuesday, and we also release our streams on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the social medias at Tabletop Titties. And every time I say titties, it's with double D's, if you know what I mean. <laughs> awesome. And uh, we'll, uh, the other episodes, you can follow the trail of breadcrumbs. But can everyone just, uh, one by one, I'm going to go through everyone. Shout out again your podcast and where we can find you because there's going to be an episode on everyone's feed, six episodes total, and you can see more of the world that this group has just introduced you to. Jacob, where can we find you guys? Um, yeah, so you can find um, Not Presently Deceased. You can find us on Spotify under Not Presently Deceased, along with a couple of other sources that uh, Owen has managed to rattle up, including, I'm pretty sure, Apple Podcasts, whatever, as well. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, Logan, where can we find you guys? Uh, yeah, so Tunnel Fishing Games, uh, that's going to be Twitter, probably going to be Instagram at some point, Upward Collection. Uh, wait, <laughs> this is the future, right? Everything is possible. Uh, I'm a millionaire. Uh, and uh, But uh, this Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Podchaser, the whole thing. We'll, we'll do a big rollout and an announcement. Um, yeah, this was wonderful. Uh, I, I, can I plug you, Liam? Like, let's... Uh, well done, sir. Well yeah, done. Yeah, that was a really you. good yeah, session. It was great. It was great. Was I, uh, yeah, I know fun. it went a little that long, but thank, thank you. so much. Kieran, where can we find you guys? Uh, you can find Wonders and Blunders at anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, if that's still a thing and they haven't shut that down by the time this comes out. Uh, <laughs> you can also find us just at wonderandblunder.com. Uh, you, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're all over the place. We're on all the social medias. Awesome. And Sam, where can we find you guys? 
You can find us anywhere you look up God, Dicks, and Puns. We're on all the major podcasting platforms. And the best place to reach us or find the appropriate links is Twitter and Facebook. Awesome. And a uh, link to everybody is going to be in order of the episodes as they come out in the description. Again, I'm Liam from Goblins and Gambles. This has been so much fun, guys. And please, please, happy candidate. Check out all the other episodes. The order doesn't matter. The stories have a little bit of a thread through them. And we're so excited to share this with you. Uh, this has been such a blast, guys. Sorry, a nationwide Canadian D&D adventure was brought to you by Not Presently Deceased, Tabletop Titties, Legends of Superhero Story, Goblins and Gambles, God Dicks and Puns, Adventure Dice, Tunnel Fission Games, Wonders and Blunders, and Unearthed Arcanon. Remember to check the following small businesses. Match Play Games, Adventure Dice, Rain City Games, Dungeon Keep, Bugbear Bubbles, The Multizone, Sentry Box, Heroes Beacon, Critical Hit Gaming Lounge, The Boardroom, and Geeky Tendencies. Thank you for listening.